0: what's going on everybody this is the spawn on me cast episode 21 uh i am your host Khalif adams and i am co-hosted co-hosted with the most did with uh cicero holmes how are you doing sir
1: blackjack it's episode 21 we're <laughs> ready to go i got the ace of spades oh. and the king of clubs yeah they black you know i got the you know uh i got the the uh pick. With the, with the afro with the black power fist in the back of my head, <laughs> even though I, I have a baldy, so I got it, like, stuck in there. Don't ask me how. I mean, um, well, now
0: that I'm, I'm, now that I'm in Portland, I will have to get an afro pick and put it in my beard because that would the only go. It's the only fitting place for it to go at this point. <laughs> but you've been good. You've been all
1: right. I've, I've, been, I've been very, very well. Uh, thank you very much. You know, we've been gone for a week. Um, it, you know, it feels really weird. I was out uh, I was out west in in the Bay Area having a wonderful, wonderful time, enjoying the beautiful weather that uh, the South Bay has to offer. And then I came home back to uh, northern Chicago and got back in humidity and within 20 minutes had <laughs> two mosquito bites. So welcome home.
0: <laughs> oh, so that's one of those. You have that sweet blood.
1: Yeah right yeah 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 I'm listen I'm the sweetest dude you know bro.
0: See that's the thing they tell people when they just really want to say your place is too hot and it's too humid. Yeah
1: yeah yeah
0: that's that's yeah. that's the that's the BS workaround of like yeah you know you have that sweet blood they just like you more.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> I'm like I don't like to be liked in that way.
1: Right exactly. Mm, exactly.
0: That's okay they please. can keep that. Yeah
1: please hate me you can hate me now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh man seriously that's dope that's dope. Yeah it was how it was you, it?
1: man How's, how how did the move go.
0: Uh, so if you haven't heard, uh, I am now on the West Coast. I am now a Portlander. Uh, <laughs> uh, I am in the land of plaid beards, coffee, and growlers. So, uh, hipster ground it's kinda, central. Yeah, it, it's ground weird because river. it's weird because I've like gone from one place that is kind of known for its hipsteriness, but to right. another place that's like. <laughs> totally just as hipster right which is which is okay it's not a bad or a weird thing i don't hate on the hipsters i think hipsters are kind of awesome cuz they have like really bought in yeah like you have you have to buy in real hard to have a handlebar mustache and a and a greasy comb over
1: yeah yeah you don't do that by accident
0: like that's, that's some awesome sure. shit like if i if i had hair i would totally <laughs> rock that kind of deal <laughs> Every three shows, we should have a segment called If Khalif Had Hair. I, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it comes up all the time. It does. It's the new bits and pieces. Yes. <laughs> it's the new bits and pieces on the show where I just uh, say if I had hair. Right. It's like it's like if I were to go to The Wizard, that, was, that would be what I wanted. <laughs> it's like The Wiz featuring Khalif, can he have, can he have right,
1: hair? Right. Right. You'd be asking for Daniel K- Kazer hair. Oh my God! Yeah. No
0: one, no one has Daniel Kaiser here. Daniel Kaiser, yeah. what's up, bro? I hope, I hope everything's yeah. What's good going with you, on, man? Yeah. Um, but it's crazy. So like, it, the trip went well. Everything went all right. Uh, we brought our two cats, which was an awful, awful decision. I love them. Not really. I say that only because my wife listens to the show. <laughs> but so it's really crazy to get two cats in a plane. One when you have to take them to TSA. Because if you've never had to do this, what they want you to do is they need you to get them in a carrier, which has to be a specific size. You have to get them in the carrier, and especially our cats, because they're like, they're crazy. They're like, not all right. Uh, I think they all, I think they both need therapy. Um, <laughs> so do you have to get them in the carrier, then get them to the airport without them freaking out. Then get them out of the carrier while you're going through the security line.
1: What? You they have to take, take them- their belts off too?
0: <laughs> the cats have to take their shoes off and walk. Take through. your paws so you have, off, please. Yeah, so you have to you have to take them out of the carrier, walk them through in your arms. Oh my gosh! Th- through the security gate, and then have you know them wand you and all this other stuff. So oh. one of our cats, one of our cats, we have two cats. One is named Harriet, and the other one's named Rosa, after civil rights leaders. Mind you, this is nice. these are my wife's cats, and I did not name them. Beautiful. Uh, I love I love her. I love yeah. Mrs. Adams. So, yeah, so Harriet and Rosa. Uh, so Harriet was bit by a tick and has this huge quarter-sized hole on the side of her body.
2: Ugh.
0: So she looks like, I don't even know what this, but like, it, it looks like she's like right before she's about to get a cybernetic implant. <laughs> and they just haven't like put the implant in yet. So it's like this weird kind of open sore, open wound that's on the side of her Ugh. body. So I'm like carrying this cat through. It has a cone on its head so it doesn't bite <laughs> through the thing. It's the, worst, it's the worst episode of National Lampoons that you could ever want to see. Oh so we get gosh. the cats in the thing. We put them underneath our chairs. And the funny thing, Delta Airlines, I'm mad at you. I'm shouting you out, Delta Airlines, because this is what I noticed you just did. So if you have kids or if you have pets, they put you in the back of the plane all together. They put you uh. all together with all the crazy shit. Uh. So it's like we have this tight-ass plane. With two cats, three kids on either side, and, like, it was madness. So, we get Uh, here. The boxes are here. FedEx is nuts, too, because, like, we marked Fragile on some of the boxes, and the dude came to pick it up, and you would swear that he was trying out for the world's strongest man. (laughs) (laughs) Because, dude- he was dumb weak. He was super weak, because he picked it up and just, like, chucked it in the back of the damn thing. I was like, yo, Uh, it says Fragile on it. Oh. I was like, it's not French. It's not fragile, It's fragile. Oh. Calm down. Stop trying to break my stuff. So uh. it's all here. The job is great. Uh, the new gig is great. Um, and, you know, Portland has been amazing uh, in this past week. The weather's been beautiful. No humidity. Um, I had my, I had my potato champion uh, fix for the week. And if you don't know what potato champion is, you need to get some potato champion in your life. Uh, it's a food cart uh, in, in, I guess, downtown uh, Portland, and they do different kinds of poutine and french fries and right. sweet baby Jesus. The, fr- the poutine is amazing. And then I had some craziness that was like this weird peanut butter and jelly joint. So this is one cart that does like all peanut butter and jelly combinations. And I had some craziness that was peanut butter, jelly, jalapenos, bacon, and some cherry jam. <laughs> if I could run around butt naked and rub that on my body, it would be dope.
1: Oh my gosh. I would just I would
0: yes, oh it would I would yes, it was amazing. So that that in and of itself has been my week. <laughs> oh jeez. I, I, I have missed you all. It felt weird not having an episode and hearing other people do podcasts and looking at my phone, I was like, I used to have a podcast. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I used to do a podcast too. I want to be cool. Uh, so, so we're back and we're happy that you guys are back. We hope that you missed us. Um, and, be- and better than, than all that business is um, we actually have a guest on our, on our comeback right. show, on our, on our reunion show. <laughs>
1: yes, ex- exactly.
0: Um, so, a couple of episodes back, we talked about this wonderful uh, video that popped up on the internet called This is Phil Fish.
3: This is Phil Fish. This is Phil Fish.
0: And this week, we have its creator on the show, Ian Danskin. Ian, how are you, sir?
3: I am quite well. How are you?
0: Awesome. I'm so happy that you came onto the show. One, thank you for being on. Two, thank you for making that awesome video. And three, thank you for being you.
3: Uh, and anything I can do for you,
0: I see. This is this is the beauty of of, of spawn on me, man. We have people in the love fest happens. The love fest. Happens. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, I guess the couple of questions I have for you are one: uh, if you can give some background on just you and what you've been doing in the in, in the industry or non industry or in the art world. Uh, any any information that you can give to the audience would be awesome because I'm sure that once they saw the video, they were like, who did this? Who made this kind of crazy, <laughs> awesome, awesome thing? So you can just run into that. That would be great. Uh, how far back are we going? I mean, you don't have to go back to, like, zygote status, but you can go okay. back as far as you want. <laughs> okay. Um,
3: I, I am a lot of different things at this phase in my life. I am a part-time student at MassArt. Um I am very belatedly finishing my bachelor's because recession happened. uh uh-huh, um, yeah. And then I I'm also working part-time as like a I use this computer program at MIT where we're trying to map all the neurons in the human retina. What? Um, uh, yeah. It's called Do iWire it. and they've they've gamified it. There's like there's a web app you can use where you just go on and it's got all these cross sections of the neurons in the human retina. And you click on a part, and then it says, oh, you think that part's a neuron? Okay, I'm going to extrapolate all these other parts out. These must be neurons as well. And then you say, aha, I am a human, and I am smarter than you, computer. And <laughs> that part was not a neuron. And you correct it, and you draw things out. And I work for MIT using that program. Oh, that's, um, awesome. that's
0: Wait a minute. That's like <laughs> right. Uh, right. For all the things to pull out of your bag. What? That's awesome. Yes. <laughs>
3: yes. So, yeah, they have, like, they have a hyper-advanced version of that that they use in-office, and I work, like, 20 hours a week just futzing with it. Um, And then, outside of that, like, I I do a lot of freelancing. Um, I edit some podcasts, and I do, like, occasional video editing work, um, and teaching myself game design, and apparently now I make video essays.
1: (laughs) on Saturday, you sleep. yeah. (laughs) <laughs> not very long
0: right <laughs> so wow that's kind of, wait you yeah you are a man of many hats just like seriously <laughs> right um wow where do we start from there that's like a great that's like a great way to begin a conversation um so mit i'm really interested in the in the like crazy i what was it again i iWire wire so, i what is that about okay so was that just, like, by chance? Are you are you doing anything medically, or are you going... Are you oh, no.
3: No, no, I'm a I'm a temp.
0: Oh, okay, 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 okay. Oh, so you, yeah. just, you just get to, like, run around and play with it.
3: There's a lot of really exciting stuff going on in that lab, and I'm the guy who sits at a computer using a program that takes, like, two days of training to learn.
0: <laughs> <laughs> not bad, not bad. I mean, you, you get to be around it. I'm sure you get to be able to play with some of the stuff, though, right?
3: Yeah, I mean, we're... All us people we're, were tracers who use the program. We're kind of locked off in our own room, separate from everyone else. But that also means we're really unsupervised. So, like, <laughs> there is more swearing at this job than any job I've ever worked before.
1: <laughs> ah, very nice.
0: <laughs> very not, no, nice. that's not bad. That's I'm sure that's not a bad thing. Or, or maybe it is a bad thing. You just you uh, know, re- nah. <laughs> I am fine with it. I'm I'm expecting there to be some like weird science kind of things going on in the background of MIT labs at some point. Like just random one-off experiments that just like, oh, okay, this. Oh, oh, we have to lock this down. We can't let this out. <laughs> there is so, a lot
3: of weird equipment in the hallway sometimes, and it's like I have no idea what that is for.
0: Oh my goodness. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. If you, if you could report back, that would be great. <laughs> <Just> like, <laughs> if you.
1: If you find a flux capacitor, please let us know.
0: I I
3: will recognize a flux capacitor. I think.
1: <laughs> okay. All
0: right. Oh my god. So, <laughs> so so this is Phil Fish. So, I randomly came across this. I think this was either from Polygon or somewhere else that I that I po- this popped up on my radar. And I am one of those folks who doesn't hate Phil Fish. It's weird because it seems like his just being at this point. Has pushed people to such far ends of the spectrum on either side that if you say that you don't hate him, people look at you like you're crazy. Mm. Um, But I really like his work. I think the times that I've heard him and he's been more nuanced because I'm, you know, I think that's one of the things that we kind of strive for here. And me personally, I guess being older now is trying to not be as, uh, stuck in my ways and, 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 and entrenched in one side as, as I used to be uh, I've let go of my fanboyism in a very big way and that seemed to have helped me in a lot of ways but people when it comes to Phil fish he's he's this polarizing kind of figure um, when you went into going when you when you decided that you were going into this what was the the thought processes what was what was the impetus for even doing this video um, and, and, and bringing it to life well I just
3: I mean I remember Phil from way back before fez was even a thing like i i was on tig source many years ago right um which is the independent gaming source.com if anybody's like trying to remember what that is um Mm. which used to be where all the indie developers just went and like hung out with each other and i remember phil from the forum where he was just kind of like kind of cantankerous but for the most part like he was just he's just one of those guys that like well okay that guy's cantankerous but he has smart things to say whatever um right And then I just kind of watched the whole thing happen where it was like, okay, now he's a big deal. Oh, okay. Now he's in a movie. Okay. Oh, everybody fucking hates him. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And I mean, I never like, it's not, I just thought it was sort of weird the way that having an opinion on Phil Fish suddenly seemed very important to people. Hmm. Like, I don't. I don't have a terribly strong opinion about him either way. Just like I, he seemed like an interesting guy. I kind of empathize with some of the situations he's been in at the same time. Some of the stuff he says is like really vitriolic. And even if you, even if you take away the context of like, Oh, everybody wants to use this as an excuse to beat up on him. If you take that away from it, it's still like, well, okay. Like I can understand why he's angry right now, but the things he's saying are still like really ugly sometimes. Right. Um, and but at the same time, it's like, well, even if he is kind of being an asshole, that's not really relevant to my life in any way.
2: Mm-hmm. Right. And I started,
3: right. I was just kind of pondering, like, why is it so important to people whether or not he's an asshole? And I just started thinking about the way that people relate to celebrity, especially now in the web age, where you don't just have access to a celebrity's, like, publicity department, but you actually have access to, like, you know, their their personal Twitter. And right. You're. it's sort of like you're in class with him and you have to be around him regularly. And the way that that changes what people expect from him. Um And also the way that they can, if, you know, like if you hate some band, it's like, you can't really affect that band very directly. But when it's just a guy who like sits in his bedroom and makes video games and talks on Twitter, like you can actually like really directly connect with him. Mm-hmm, right. Um I just thought all of that was really interesting. And when I started thinking about like, I felt like I was starting to understand something about the nature of internet fame that maybe that was something worth talking about.
0: Awesome.
1: Yeah. And, and and talk you did. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can talk a while. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I, I mean, the beauty of the piece was, um, I mean, how, how did I even come to fruition? I know. Cause usually when people have these conversations, um, they're like in forums like this on a podcast or you know you call up a friend or you send an email or uh you know you <laughs> put it on your facebook wall how did how did it go from i wonder how internet fame is changing things via or or, or not via Phil Fish, but but through the the, the cypher v- uh, the vehicle of Phil Fish to a certain extent to actually hmm. making a, a piece about it how did how did that come about
3: well, I'm a big fan of, like, people who make video essays, especially about games culture. Um, there's the guy who makes Errant Signal, who's, his name is Chris Franklin, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm, like, I'm just addicted to his videos. Like, he, he only makes two a month. He makes, like, a long one and a short one. And every time they come out, it's, like, I'm, like, okay, okay, drop everything. The new Aaron Signal is out. Um, <laughs> and... So, like, I like those things a lot, and I've made a few videos, like, I don't have them on my YouTube, they were just, like, when I was trying to recruit a team for, um, for a video game project, I made a little video and put it on Vimeo, and, like, posted a link on a few different places, and it's just kind of fun sometimes to, like, like, I've written pieces in prose for a few different publications, but I find that my writing is usually better when I write it as if I were going to perform it, oh, um, and so... Uh, At one point, I was thinking of doing a podcast, actually, that was just sort of like essays written out. um, And it just wasn't as fun as like actually either pointing a camera at myself or like getting to use visuals or something. And I do a lot of like video stuff. So that's just kind of the way my brain works sometimes. And there are other people making videos like that. So it's like, yeah, I think I think I want to get in on that. And then <laughs> I did not really expect that the first one I released was just going to blow up the way it did.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, that's kudos to you, right? You did a great right. job, so people recognize great work. I um, mean,
3: I, I think I can only take so much credit for it, you know? Like, it's sort of in the audience's hands at that point.
0: I, I, think, I, I think to a certain extent, I think you're selling yourself a little bit short. I'm not, I'm not going to blow smoke... And I'm not going to 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 fill people's heads up, but the reason I mean, that, if you want to
3: blow some smoke, you can. I won't be uh, mad at you. Right. right.
0: <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean, when I first met Ian, uh, <laughs> right. you know, I was a I was a young child in Portland, and then I remember really, it like it
3: was twenty minutes ago. Oh my goodness, <laughs> I
0: remember oh there was light shining from behind him. It looked like a halo. Right. <laughs> but 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 I but I think when you do pieces that are uh, that connect with folks because it was one of those things that after I looked at it, there are very few that I see that have been performed or done in that style that give me pause about what I am doing in the spaces that you were talking about.
2: Hmm. Uh,
0: um, and those are things that I feel. One are you know if, if you can do that in a in a big way and other people have that same kind of feeling, then you then you you snatch that you snatch the audience in a very particular way. Um, you know, doing the site and doing the, the the podcast at this point, I had one particular incident, one story that was written on the site that I had done way earlier in the site about um, a, a member of the fighting game community. And there was a picture that she had posted on her Instagram and Uh, It basically blew up into a thing, right? She had posted this picture, and it was. I I construed the incident as being uh, racially insensitive, and I got like a whole bunch of backlash towards that, right? Mm. Now, that particular person had the same kind of internet fame that we're talking about, and it was very interesting to see just how that just how much uh, influence an article or a story or a video. Can have on other people's lives in that way. So, so again, it's a, a kudos to you for 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 doing this piece and making it making it so uh, well done and, and hitting a nerve that just resonates with a lot of people. If you're paying attention to your own feelings and actions in the internet spaces that we're in, um, so I guess expanding on that, one um, one, how was the reaction to to the to the piece? How, did you get a lot of people trying to? Well, we, <laughs> we we reached out to you, so. I'm like, if if anything, like, hey, we're over here. We want to talk to you about that stuff. But I'm sure, <laughs> I'm sure you had like a lot of folks coming up and 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 trying to talk to you about the piece.
3: Well, I didn't get a ton, partly because I didn't exactly make myself super accessible. Oh, okay. Um, I mean, you can imagine from the video that I made that I might be sort of ambivalent about getting famous on the internet. Uh huh. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, there's. My Twitter is linked to my YouTube, so if people go and look at the little Twitter link, they can be like, ah, that's, that's where this guy's Twitter handle is. But it's not, right. like, written in the text directly below so that you just see it right there and click it, and boom, you're following me. Right. Um, yeah. I put a link to my Tumblr underneath it, so some people started following me on Tumblr, and a few people sent me questions through there. Um, my name isn't listed in text that you can just, like highlight and copy-paste into Google, so you have to actually watch the end of the video for my name to show up. Uh-huh. Um So, like, people who really wanted to get hold of me could get hold of me, but for the most part, I didn't get a ton of people, like... Like, I haven't... I haven't had to look at the commentary very much. Like, it's very... I get to opt into how much of the reaction I get to see. Um, right. Which is kind of nice, because, you know... Uh, the stuff that rises to the top tends to be the stuff that's most important. Like if somebody takes issue with it in a meaningful way, I'm more likely to find that. Right. Um, but if it's just like people on YouTube who are just like, uh, you said sis at the end, you're a social justice warrior. Go fuck yourself. I'm like, "Uh, I don't, (laughs) I don't desperately need to see that, you know, that's not, that's not going to teach me anything new about myself.
0: (laughs) You're right about that.
1: So, so what, so have what what type of reactions have stood have stood out to you uh, since since the piece was released?
3: Um, well, it was interesting. Before I put it online, I showed a rough draft to some classmates, and okay. um, a lot of them had never heard of Phil Fish before. Mm-hmm. Wow! And a lot. Wow. Of, well, yeah, like because they weren't gamer folks, you know, like sort of sure, like I sure. mentioned in the video. Like he's right. famous with he's <laughs> very famous within a certain community and completely right. unknown outside of that. Right. Um. So. <laughs> Those who had never really heard of him, they felt like we feel like you were very fair and balanced. My personal opinion, from what you pointed out, is he sounds like kind of an asshole. And I was like, (laughs) oh, interesting. (laughs) And I was wondering, like, does does this video come off like I'm, like, condemning him? Because I was trying to be very, like, even-handed about the whether or not he's an asshole. Because in in my view, whether or not he's an asshole is not super important. Sure. And then... Now that it's online, um, it seems like people who are already familiar with Phil are more likely to see it as, like, an opportunity to reassess him, um, which is interesting. And a few people have read it as, like, a full-on, like, I am trying to defend Phil and rehabilitate his image,
2: mm.
3: which which um, in some cases, like, well, I mean, that wasn't my intent, but I, if that's your read, fine. Um, a few people have taken the stance of, you know, Phil Fish is a very, very entitled, very privileged person, and there are a lot of underprivileged people who've been very mistreated by the gaming community. Why are we spending this much time trying to rehabilitate his image wh- rather than somebody like Anita Sarkeesian or something? Right, um, right. Which is an attack where I'm like, uh, that's a very good point. I'm not sure. I'm not sure how much I would say my video ties into that, but right. it makes me very self-conscious. Like, did I not? Did I? did I allow that reading? Um, even if it wasn't my intended reading, did I not do enough to like dispel that reading, you know? Mm. So that's, that's mm-hmm. something that I take to heart because I don't know that the world needs like 20 minutes rehabilitating the image of what is essentially a rich, straight white man.
0: Right. I, I would, I would say to that, cause I, I find that really interesting as well, that those were the takes that, well, some of the takes that people had. So I know that I personally, after I finished watching it, I, I said, what is the deal with Phil fish in the way that I am relating to him and my and mind you like we have no connection like Phil is a dude that's out there doing whatever he's doing I'm in Portland now blah <laughs> blah blah but in the grander scheme of what I know to be internet culture at this point was the reason again why it resonated um and and it's fun it's funny because was it? Did I find it as to be a piece that was like, hey, I'm defending Phil Fish? No, I thought you were extremely even-handed in the way that it came out, which was the reason why I really liked it, because most people are super either on one side or the other, and aren't mm-hmm. really nuanced in that way, and don't even try. You know what I mean? Like the internet is not a place for nuance at this point. <laughs> it feels like you have to go into speakeasies now to find nuance. <laughs> nuance in uh, like you have to knock on the door. It's like, Hey, nuance. And then you go, right. um, but that, that was the thing again, that was, that was so poignant was the fact that you brought up a lot of different points, not necessarily. and it, And at the end, it didn't feel like a piece that was talking just about him. It was talking just about, internet culture as a whole and how right. it's bu- become skewed in this way that is unfair to people on all sides. Like, yes, right. I mean, S- spawn on me and, and spawn point blog as entities are there to talk about those other people that aren't, aren't the straight white male culture. I mean, straight white, straight white, white male uh, audience. Uh, we want everyone in here, but also we want to spotlight people who, who are not in that, in that demo. Um, but it's also very important that people, understand, and I think you, you you pointed this out pretty well, um, was that when folks do uh, give people shit about their points on the internet, even if they semi-deserve it, you have to be even-handed and say, hey, he did say something really uh, uh, helpful to, to Anita in that particular case, and no one talked about it. Mm. Right? You know what I mean? Like No one said a word about that. And it's not like you have to rah-rah people for doing things that they should automatically do yeah but you do have to give people credit for for being nuanced in that way for being well-rounded semi semi-well-rounded individuals um did you did you feel that like so 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 seeing all those things and, and hearing some of those comments did you did you feel like you missed anything uh did you feel like you missed any points that you wanted to put into the to, to the piece or, or did you feel like there were things that you maybe wanted to, have, to say that you didn't get a, t- a chance to
3: Um, for the most part, what I was getting at, I felt like, I felt like, you know, it's 19 minutes long. I think I put most of the points I had in there. Um, (laughs) I did realize that if you mention Anita Sarkeesian, even passingly, and you, and you don't state what your opinion on her is, um, some people that I really don't want to think they're on my side, think they're on my side.
1: (laughs) Right. So like
3: some people, some people were like, Oh, you defended India Sarkeesian. You're fucking social justice warrior. And then other people started saying like, no, 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 he's not. Don't worry. He doesn't actually care about that stuff. I was like, uh, yeah, actually I do. (laughs) So it's basically Anita is now the type of person where if you mention her name at all, you are making a political statement. So you need to make sure you're making the right one unequivocally. So Sure. I, I do kind of wish that I had just flatly said, like, and yes, Anita is a hero and moved on. Because even if it's not related to my thesis, it's related to her. And if you're bringing her into it, you do kind of need to take that stand.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I, I agree. I have I, I like her work. I really do appreciate what she does. I think some sometimes mm-hmm. it's it's sometimes even though she does long pieces, it doesn't feel like it's there long enough to get all the all the pieces together. They're pretty, co- yeah. pretty cohesive, but it's also uh, sometimes difficult to pinpoint uh, things that she might have left out or weren't necessarily even, even handed in, in their own right. But I think that she does an, a, a pretty amazing job of, of one, dealing with all the crazy shit and two, continuing, yeah, to, pu- continuing to push through because that is like, wow, mm-hmm. <laughs> as we've seen in the past week or the past uh, two weeks, it's been like misogyny-thon and yeah it's been been nuts on that on that end
3: it feels like every week is misogyny thon i mean
0: you know what the weird thing because i was gonna i was gonna say that at some point you know like i i wrote in a tweet i was like last week was crazy on the misogyny tip and then i was like every week every day is crazy (laughs) on the misogyny tip so yeah Yeah. that's not necessarily true yeah every Uh,
3: month is white history month yes right right, right.
0: (laughs) white
1: white male history month yeah
0: (laughs) seriously um yeah. It's
1: crazy. Uh, so, so I, I've got, I've got. I think the the hundred dollar question. Oh, hit me. And, and that is that That's is good money. Is, right. Exactly. Has has Phil? Do you know if Phil Fish has seen your piece and has he you know reached out to you or, or responded? Have you heard anything about you know whether or not Phil has reacted one way or the other to, to what you put out there?
3: Well, so here's the thing about Phil Fish, um, lately is that, and I think this is one of the reasons why the video blew up as much as it did, is, um, the day after I posted it,
2: mm-hmm.
3: um, he took to Twitter to share an opinion for the first time in about a year. Yep, sure. Um, and his opinion was about YouTube. And he got so much instant backlash and so many articles were written immediately like Phil Fish had an opinion front page news
2: <laughs> <Right>. um,
3: <laughs> that he quit Twitter entirely. Like no longer uh. I have a Twitter, but I never update it. But he actually quit Twitter entirely. You can't find any of his tweets anymore. Um, uh. Someone told me that his very last tweet right before shutting his account down was this is Phil Fish. But uh. I have no way of verifying that. So I don't know if that's like urban legend or something, right. but it is really fascinating that like, oh, wow. So the day after I posted my video, a lot of people were probably Googling Phil Fish YouTube, which.
2: <laughs> right. Yeah.
1: And well done.
3: Well, yeah, I, I planned so it this way. Clearly, right, right. <laughs> I sent him a private message and was like, you should really say something about YouTube right now. <laughs>
0: I could only wish that that was the case.
3: So, I mean, I know a few people who know him, and if I really wanted to probe about it, I could. Sure. But I don't know. I mean, I don't know if he's the type of person to go dig up my email and email me or something. But if he did, you know, I, I would hope that he would feel that, like I intended, it wasn't really about him. Um, yeah, one way or the other.
0: Yeah, I think if you were paying attention then you, you came to that conclusion on your own as well yeah um do you, do you have any thoughts just i mean well yes you do because you wrote a, <laughs> the piece. but um the greater internet culture at this point is kind of nuts it's it's weird do you feel like it'll ever at this point get back to a level of sanity or is, or is it still going to be the same things where people kind of run into their corners and it's like it's like cats at the TSA. They poke their hands out and scratch at people and then they go back <laughs> into their corners. Do you feel like at this point, you know, do you feel any optimism that, that it will ever get back to some level of sanity and discourse? Because it seems like it's not going that direction. Well, I mean
3: Or is I that your hope at all? Well, I mean, I don't I think the internet allows us to do a lot of really amazing things. Um sure. And that it has allowed for a lot of really amazing conversations that would be harder to have. So there was actually, um, Anita Sarkeesian went to a a talk a while ago where she gave this talk and she put it up on her um, Tumblr, I think. Maybe it was her website. And she gave these, there were these two other people who presented at the same one and she included their videos as well. And both of, like, the first two, Anita and this other woman were talking about, like, here's how misogyny is really rampant on the web, here's how it functions, here's all these things you need to know about it, here's how it operates. And then the third woman was like, "Um, all that stuff is true, I'm going to talk about why the internet is so important, and about how how many people who are in some way, like, not in the majority, who are very underprivileged, can find communities so much faster through the internet, Mm
2: -hmm. and
3: how all this so much of the misogyny on the internet right now is actually like backlash against widely disseminated feminist discourse, which right. mm-hmm. there wasn't necessarily as much of, at least not as freely distributed. Like that was much more of a niche thing. And now it's like, oh, Anita Sarkeesian said something that's going to blow up everywhere. And even though a lot of people are going to hate it, a lot of other people are going to find it who might not have found it otherwise. Absolutely. Right. So I do, I I don't know if the internet, maybe, maybe back in like the you know, UBB boards um, (laughs) back in the early days when you like had to actually unplug your phone and plug it into your computer, um, when the internet was small enough that communities were basically like you actually knew basically everyone there and everyone felt accountable to each other may have been somewhat rational in those days. Um, I don't know if a big internet will ever be all that moderated, but I, I do kind of hope that the reason we're seeing so much backlash right now is actually because good things are happening, and I think there's a big push against that when it starts, but I think ultimately the the trend is going to be positive is my hope
1: right I agree I agree
0: yeah, we can only yeah. hope i mean it's 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 beautiful in the spaces that we even we have found ourselves in you know we're late to the podcasting game, but have kind of found. <laughs> Uh, a community that's starting to to build and grow around semi-specific uh, reasons, um, and it's also great because then we get to have more pieces from from folks like you who are extremely, <laughs> ex- I mean, extremely thoughtful and have really taken the time to 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 come up with a point, express that point, and you know share it for the world to see. So we, so I personally want to thank you for that because that's awesome. Um, you keep
3: finding a way to sneak every topic into a compliment for me. I mean, you know what it is? And I, I, we
0: talked about this a little bit before the cast. is like I don't ask anyone to be on the cast who I don't think is dope. So it's like, you know, folks, folks who don't, you know, if you suck, you won't be on the show. Right. <laughs> so... No, I I I appreciate what you did because it, it did make me think about a uh, lots of things that we do with the site and how how everything goes forward and you know just the way that uh, you know it's it's weird that it that that particular thing, uh, also helped to to just reinforce some of the things that we are trying to push forward on as a as a crew, but it totally did so it is great that it's out there and it's great that you're getting some recognition for it um and great that it's out there for other people to to enjoy and to uh ingest in that way um are you are you doing any uh, new projects do you have anything on tap uh, are you going on your one man uh 75 city show <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, with all that money I made by not putting ads on the video. Oh, damn um, it.
1: Right, right, yes.
3: <laughs> no, I mean, I can give my tirade about my problem with YouTube ads some other time. Um, <laughs> but no, I mean, uh, the Philfish video videos, like that topic was the first of a list of topics that I wanted to make videos about. Um, cool. And it was just kind of the one that felt like it was coming together. And I knew I wanted to present it to some classmates. So I didn't want to make it too like you need to really be into games to understand what I'm talking about. Cause like, I would definitely like to be like, I want to talk for 20 minutes about the design of the secret of monkey Island, please. And thank you. Um, but <laughs> I, I mean, definitely don't think time. I can, uh, <laughs> I haven't written a script yet. Like I'll ramble for five hours if I don't write a script. Right. <laughs> um, but so that was something that I was like, okay, okay. I can't just show that to the average viewer and expect them to care. So I, I sure. pulled together this one that I thought like, yeah, I think, I think this is about something that's relevant outside of just games culture. Um, so yeah, but there's, there's a lot that I still want to work on. Um, I've been working on a couple of scripts. I'm hoping to have one out in the next couple of weeks.
0: Oh, okay. That's nice. good. Nice. I'm, I mean, we'll, we'll, be waiting. I, I, I have, subscri- <laughs> I have subbed your, your channel. So I have subscribed. So now I will get notifications when more cool things pop up. Oh, ah. Right. So, remember to put
1: ads on your next video. Uh,
0: not going <laughs> to uh, no, uh, happen. Not going to happen. Damn
2: it.
1: <laughs> um, well, so, so, well, what's been happening um, has been uh, we've been playing some games. Uh, I know Kai's been playing some, some games while he's traveling to not, you know, go, go all ape shit on everybody. And, uh, and obviously, Ian's playing. The iwire.org game, um,
0: <laughs> which is amazing. I'm coming to you uh, on Xbox One, PS4, right, and right, on your PS4, Amiga, and your,
1: and your tablets, yes, <laughs> yes, on the Vectrex. Oh yes, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> you're um, the
0: only other so, person I know who's ever known what a Vectrex is. I had a.
1: Vectrex. Oh, oh yeah, man, they they were dope. You could you know put the little slides in they have the little overlay. They they're the shit, man. We what? we were meant to be together.
0: Yeah. Minesweeper
1: oh. FTW. Yes, yes, exactly. Exactly. So so hey Ian, are you are there is there anything that you're playing besides iWire right um, now?
3: Right now, I recently got Luftrousers for the first time, which Ooh, is by nice. um, Yeah, I guess y'all already know about it. Um, but I don't know. Like I've sort of gone in and out of playing it where it's like Okay, if I'm playing this game, I will not get anything else done for hours. So it comes on and off the shelf. Um, I took down two blimps in one game a little while ago, and I was oh very proud of that.
0: God, yeah, that's like some craziness. I can't do that at all.
3: Yeah, that's, that's some kung fu there.
2: Yeah.
3: Oh, wow.
0: Okay, yeah. that's nice. So I mean, I,
3: I guess for anyone who's listening, like this is a dogfighting game made by the people who did uh, ridiculous fishing and um, super crate box
0: yeah it's, it's yeah. Yeah, yeah. oh man Vlambeer makes some some awesome stuff uh and Rami is a great dude
3: um, yeah I've met him a few times he's a swell guy yeah he's really uh. he's
0: really nice he's extremely extremely nice. I had the pleasure of beating him
1: once uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh see are you playing anything um i uh, I am playing uh the games games with gold. Xbox One, not exclusive, but um, free game, Guacamelee Super Turbo Championship Edition. No, um, ah. Yeah, which just uh, just released uh, the beginning of July. It was the, it, it was an, and Microsoft taking a page out of um, out of Sony's book. They <laughs> they released this game and was free. You know, free with gold uh, from you know from inception from its release which was amazing and it's really really fun it's it's i hate the i hate this phrase but i'm gonna use it because it is what it is it's a metroidvania game um (laughs) it is guacamelee it was you know it was on the ps3 then i think it came to the 360 much later or may not have come to the 360 at all um but this is the Super Turbo Championship Edition has all of the DLC that was added to the PS3 version. And they've, you know, up the graphics just a little bit. But, it, you know, it's got all that stuff. And, and, uh, and you're able to play as Juan, the, uh, the now dead, uh, spoiler alert, now dead luchador.
2: Damn. Um, who's, <laughs> who's come man. back.
1: Right, exactly. He, who comes back to try and find and save his, his, uh, requited love. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's just a lot of fun. And actually, I was streaming it on Twitch, uh, yesterday for like two and a half hours, um, and found some glitches. So, I will will edit up that Twitch stream, and then maybe we'll be able to put it in the show notes if you guys want to take a look at it. Um, But uh, additionally, small tangent, because that's what I do, um, we will probably have a video review of Guacamole Coming very soon from uh, someone who used to be a friend of the show. He's still a friend of the show. But now is a member of our team.
0: Dun dun dun. dun, 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 dun. Exactly. Yeah, uh, so we'll we'll be talking about that in the next couple of days or so. Right, right. But, exactly. but we want to give we want to give him a shout out. Dan the robot.
1: Oh, boom. Cat's out the bag. Cats <laughs> cat's out of the out of the carrier and now going through <laughs> going through security. <laughs> yes. um, so uh, yeah, so Kyle, what what have you been playing, man?
0: Uh, Um. Oh, so the one game that I've been well, actually, been playing a couple of quick things. Um, so there's a group out of I'm going to say New York. I'm I'm, I may be wrong. Um, called Simple Machine, and they make awesome games. It's a mobile game. It's on iOS. Is where I'm playing it. Um, they made a game called Four Thrones, which was a a spin on solitaire. Oh, okay. Uh, Gorgeous game. Uh, beautifully uh, done. The aesthetics on it are gorgeous because I'm a font nerd. (laughs) Uh, So when you have really pretty fonts, it really is a thing that I will always kind of hone in on. Um, But they do like a great deal with that. But the newest game that they just came out with uh, in the past couple, I think past month or so is one called Lex. So it's a, uh, it's a puzzle word game in which you uh, have, like six or eight tiles on a screen um and they all have points scrabble scrabble like uh and your job is just to make as many make as many words as you can within the time limit uh the cool thing about it the small twist that i really like is so when you're making your words letters that are unused fill with color and the letters once they fill all the way up with color if it fills all the way then you lose so the game is over at that. oh okay Hmm. um but it, the thing that makes it great, and the thing I love about Simple Machine is that the way that they visually convey uh, certain aspects of their gameplay mechanics are really well done. So it's like things slide into and they have like little bumps and jiggles when they when they pop onto the screen. Um, it's kind of time based in the respect that you need to to get everything in words out of the the way. But once you get your multiplier up up to a certain point, the music changes as well. Uh, so yeah. it'll get to like level four. You'll get like a four times multiplier, and then the beats will just like start to pump in, and it fi- it one it hypes you up because you're like oh that's like awesome music, but two it speeds you along because then all the letters start to to, to fill up a little bit faster. Um, it's su- it's super simple. It's a gorgeous game. It's weird how it's just simple simple games that they make because they're a simple machine, um, are <laughs> such aesthetically pretty. And simple in their mechanics, but extremely fun. They have totally understood what makes a game fun in short bursts, especially. Um, so that game is called Lex, and it's awesome. Um, we're hoping to get them on the show at some point. I met them at a demo night uh, over in New York uh, some some months ago, mm-hmm. um, and they are pretty damn awesome. Um, and I've also been playing Doki Doki Universe on my Vita. Yes. Yes, and I don't like it. Yeah, <laughs> there's <laughs> something wrong with you, man. And I can't explain why. I mean, I haven't really had the the full experience yet. I haven't. I've kind of played through the tutorial, okay. and I don't. It, and that's a kind of a shitty way to say you don't like a game. And I, I will revisit this on another show once I have more time to play it. But right. you know, in the initial phases of you going to play a game, you kind of can tell if something is going to resonate with you in a way that makes you want to play it some more. And so far it's, it's not really doing that for me. I'm, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm sure Ian that you, since you've been discussing and talking about uh, possibly trying to make a game at some point in, in your own spare time, that you're, you're mm-hmm. kind of, kind of digging into game mechanics and what makes things fun and, and, and stuff like that. Um, uh, do you have anything that when you're, when you're talking about and discussing uh, or thinking about making the game that you're making, are there some specific things you're trying to hit uh, that are like, these are the touchstones that I must have in my game that are going to make me, ex- me excited to continue to make it and hopefully other people play it?
3: Ooh, that is tricky. Um, it's difficult because I'm like, I grew up as an adventure game kid. Ah. So the stuff that I'm interested in is like very narrative based. Mm-hmm. Right. So like I, I geeked out about The Walking Dead when it came out. Um, I mean, oh, not yeah. when it came out, like a year and a half after everyone said it was amazing. <laughs> I finally got around to it. <laughs>
2: right.
3: um, but um, so for me, like it's more a quality of how well does this stitch its narrative into gameplay? Like are the gameplay and the narrative working well together? Right, um, right. When it comes to things like I can I can say like Luft manages to hit a really good sweet spot of like game feel and challenge while still feeling like you could always do a little bit better than you just did but since that's not the thing I'm trying to learn how to do I, it's still magic to me it's like right. oh they they clearly just cast a spell and that's why this feels so good there was no programming involved
0: <laughs> Yeah and then when you try to do that on your own you're like oh shit <laughs> right. That is so. Ex- that's so difficult to do. Like I, I, I'm, I'm learning that too. I'm, I'm hoping one mm-hmm. day to, to get, get in trenches and try to make a game because I have ideas. I have lots of ideas, but I, seeing people actually know how to do it and then make it come true, I'm just like, I don't know if my brain works in the same way that your brain works. I don't know how that's actually mm-hmm. going to work. Um, and I guess the last thing I've been playing. So in, in the house that I'm staying at, I'm staying at a friend's home. Uh, they have an Xbox One. So I've actually had the chance to play some Xbox One stuff. And the game that he had was Assassin's Creed uh, Black Flag. Ah. And, it, and it reinforces the fact that I don't like Black Flag either. I'm so, <laughs> it, re, it, re, it reinforces the fact that I'm totally done with that series. Uh, You're I, a curmudgeon. I'm not a curmudgeon. I am not Jeff Gersman, And this is the reason why <laughs> I say this. Is because the things that are in that game... That should still be the the carrot and stick. They have spread themselves so thin to the point that I'm I, like in the same way that Ian was just talking about the narrative things that pulled you in. I was way about to uh, I was I was way into in the first couple of games when you had the whole like golden apple stuff and it was like oh this dude is in the Animus and the Animus is awesome because these are the this is the eternal fight between. The, the, the assassins and the Templars. And this is what everyone is trying to accomplish because at the end of the day, the world balances on these things. It was like the biggest Jay-Z Illuminati story on the planet. <laughs> <laughs> and, th- and that made it fun for me. But now right. it's gotten to this point where it seems like they've jumped the shark enough that all the fun parts aren't there anymore. The, the mechanics are still great. It looks really pretty. Uh you get to run up on dudes and stab them and that's great and they never explained eagle vision which pisses me off cuz I'm like oh you can just magically see shit and everyone is blah 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 like it the, the, the disconnect is 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 okay but it always has bugged me. I'm like they never even gave you a reason why
1: you can do this. Not even a link to the I mean, well, we know there's You're a descendant just, of Desmond, you know, or you're a, you're an, you're one of his ancestors and you all have eagle vision. That's, you know, it was part of your DNA.
0: You know what? Fuck that. Right. Listen, listen.
1: <laughs> as the guy, as the guy who, who fucking loves Metal Gear Solid, okay, fine. and you love that series, you're gonna you're gonna give rake somebody over the coals for some game mechanic that doesn't make narrative sense. First are you kidding all, me?
0: First of all, fuck you for bringing that up. Second of all, <laughs> second of all, you are absolutely right. And third of all, I am totally a hypocrite. So there it is. If you're gonna bring that up and you're gonna say that that's the case. I have to eat crow and say that you're absolutely right <laughs> and not talk. I mean, about... I think go ahead. go ahead, Ian. I,
3: I think there's a certain amount of like, there's an amount of batshit crazy that is allowable in like a metal gear solid game that right. maybe, maybe assassin's creed is just a little too straight faced to get away with.
0: Yeah, I, like, mean, I, would, I would agree with that.
3: Yeah. yeah. I mean, I haven't, I haven't, I don't have consoles for either. So I know a lot about both series, but haven't played either of them. Um, <laughs> But, uh, but in general, like, I don't know, I remember when I was watching um, Prometheus, where I was trying to explain to somebody how like, it's like, there's so much shit that you just don't believe. And it's like, it's set in space. And like, there's gigantic aliens attacking, like, (laughs) there are rules to this universe that I will accept. They broke those rules to the universe. Like, they're, they're like, you can't just basically say, well, it's fiction so right. anything can happen it's like right. blah,
0: blah. yeah i was i was that same person who was in who was in the theater and i was like he better not take his goddamn helmet off if he takes his helmet off right now <laughs> there's <laughs> no goddamn oxygen here don't do this shit don't do, oh he fucking took his helmet off.
1: well the, to, so to go to go back to assassin's creed i think yeah. that the, you know yeah so i think the series has kind of jumped the shark and it's and it's really you know basically it's it's To me, it's akin to the Fast and Furious series where, you know, (laughs) where like, you know, at first there was there was a there was a tone. There was something going on. And now it's just like, so, uh, you know, the Assassin's Creed series is basically fictionalized stories within a a historical time period. And that's and that's it. You know, we get a period in time that seems cool. And you get an assassin and they just build a story and it really doesn't matter anymore. You know, it's just let's, let's run around and have some fun and jump on people, e- eagle vision, uh, show some vistas. Look at vistas. Aren't they beautiful?
0: You know what? If that's the case, and I, and I, and I again will agree that there is, you have to have some disconnect with some of these games and you just have to let some of that stuff go. Right. <laughs> but if that's the case, then I just get to randomly scream eagle vision when I just do random shit. Okay. Okay, I'm down with that. And then hopefully people will just ride or die with me on it. And I was like, "Hey, I'm down with that. I didn't pay for this Eagle Vision, right? Right. And then and then
1: just bounce out of the store, and hopefully I don't get arrested. (laughs) But what you got to do though is you got to jump on jump on an arm of a couch in that crouch move. So and then just (laughs) just, (laughs) you got to get a camera to pan around. Wait a minute.
0: Actually, you know what? Now that I'm new to Portland. That may be the only way that I find out new things. I need to jump on tall <laughs> yes, things. <Eagle> <laughs> yes. use, use, use my Eagle Vision. Synchronize with everything yes. in the place. Yep, and then go. hopefully all the landmarks will be on my map. That'll be dope. Done. Oh
1: Done. Oh, my God.
0: I'm done it's, with you. <laughs> yes,
1: we, we've, we've AC'd Portland. That's, maybe that's the new game. Oh, my God. Uh, mm. Assassin's Creed Portland. Oh. You know, <laughs> you know, you've got a The new historical, historical era is...
3: The new historical era is '90s Portland.
1: Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, um,
1: please write that yeah. script. Yes, <laughs> there, we there we go. All right, if they if Ubisoft, if you guys uh, use that one, remember to credit the guys at Smart on Me and Ian. Yeah. So uh, yeah, we'll be we'll be looking for some we'll be looking for some points. Um, and right now, I think people, you guys are looking for some news. So it's time we break it down. Break it down. Our, Our first breakdown topic is, um, I guess more, more academic scholarships are being given out for esports. Yeah.
0: So we talked about, or there was this, the topic on episode 20 that talked about uh what school was that i forget what school that was that
1: was oh crap i just forgot um eh, it doesn't
3: i've got the link open right here and it says nyu game center well this Uh
1: was yeah yeah so that was and it's nyu this time last time it Uh was a school here in 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 chicago Mm -hmm. that i can't remember the name starts with an r
0: I totally I thought terrible. I
1: saved
3: the day with that one. No, <laughs> uh, you know what? And that, you did, you did,
0: you did, amazing job. Good job on the pickup. Uh, yeah, good, good job
3: <laughs> reading the words right in front of you.
0: No, no, no. You so uh, you know what? I'm, I'm just going to substitute and say Spellman College. I'm going to say that one. I'm just going to say more. I'm <laughs> you to say Hillman. Oh, that's right. Hillman. Yes, that's what I meant. Hillman. Oh Hillman. So Hillman College gave out a scholarship, which is totally a lie. Um, please don't fact check this because go back to the last episode. You know what we're talking about. Uh, so, so, so Evo combined with New York, uh, NYU game center to award more than $20,000 to, uh, a lucky, a lucky couple of folks, or I'm sorry, a, a lucky, a lucky person, uh, whose name is Tony cow. Uh, he's an illustrator and graphic design, uh, a student, I believe, uh, out of Chicago. And he is basically going to get a twenty twenty K scholarship, uh, to their masters of fine arts program uh, at NYU because he got this scholarship that they put together for people who are into competitive gaming, uh, had a had a financial need and also uh were into game design. Uh, so it's weird. It's kind of awesome in that respect. We kind of we didn't clown on it the last episode, but we kind of no. I just
1: like, cl- I clowned on Robert Morris the university and uh, in question. Yes, you did. And I got,
0: I I got matter of fact, I got hate mail because of that. Thanks. All
1: right. All right. No problem. No problem. You can't go to (laughs)
0: Robert Morris now. Yeah. I will not go to Robert Morris now. So uh, they combined together uh, and became scholarship Voltron and, and gave out a scholarship to this gentleman. And it kind of is awesome. I kind of appreciate the fact that they did this. Um, It's funny that now that we're seeing these combinations of uh, academia and gaming, centric places because you know a lot of folks are having game design courses now uh they're having lots of discussions about bringing people in uh you know our our friend treya uh, treya andrea you know she totally does game studies uh classes over at um oh my god you, umass up. amherst, uh, I got Mass you back, amherst. Bro. thank you sir this is what happens <laughs> when you i'm still jet lagged after a week right exactly you know
1: a week <laughs> off.
0: Yeah, yeah it's, it's bad we love um, you trey yeah we're a trey uh word anyway, so <laughs> worst comeback show ever anyway <laughs> um i'm j I just it's kind of awesome that they have combined to do this uh and put this money up for students to be able to kind of live their dreams and make the games that they've always wanted to make um and it seems like evo. Which is going on right now? If you're not paying right. attention, Evo is going on right now this weekend. You, it'll be over by the time you hear the podcast. But Evo, it, in and of itself, has been crazy. Just day one, like everyone is dropping like flies on the, in the fighting uh, game community. The top heads are like out of here. Um, yeah. But that's kind of awesome. Who would who would have thought that that combination would have ever would have ever come to fruition? You know.
3: Mm-hmm. Right. Well, is, I, so yeah, go
0: ahead, go ahead, man.
3: Uh, what is Tony's game? Like, what does he play competitively?
0: That they didn't say. And I would really like to know because if he's, you know, maybe going to be at Evo, maybe he's at Evo now. We never know, but he, Mm -hmm. you know, and plus it wouldn't even make a difference because he would have like some other name anyway. Right. Right. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like he'd be like biscuits and waffles. (laughs) 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 EMP biscuits and waffles. Some, some, some craziness like that. Um, I don't know. It's 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 awesome. I think it's going to be something that we'll see in the future happen a lot more. I I wouldn't I wouldn't not say that it wouldn't happen again. I think that, you know, since NYU, which has been great about reaching out to students and being really really involved in their kind of outside uh interests, uh are are going to be doing things like this further uh down the road. I wonder if uh, if more like we saw with the um previous story, uh if other uh, colleges are going to take and, and and jump on this as well do you do you think that's going to happen see
1: well I, I i mean i think so i, I and in fact uh, you know one of the things that I said was i you know I think we're turning an an academic page where where universities are starting to realize and and look at the the strategic elements that are involved in and in being you know really really good at these games to being you know Uh, professional competitive level players at the, at these games and, you know, understanding that there's a level of, of strategy and, and, um, you know, perseverance, patience and other P words, um, (laughs) that it takes to, that it takes to, to really succeed at these games. And they, they understand that that correlates with, with, academic you know academic acumen probably you know potentially but it, but at the at the very least it shows a level of intelligence um and you know one of the things that they were saying in the story is that is is that you can look at the way people approach fighting games to the same way people approach uh playing chess and you know if you look at a person who is a, as a tournament style or a tournament grade chess player, you look at those people and you say that they are very intelligent. Um, and, you know, I think it's, it's really wonderful to see universities such as NYU, you know, great, great universities, unlike Robert Morris. Oh um, <laughs> man. Oh. I, mean, I gotta keep I gotta keep throwing it in there, dude. Damn. Dude. Um but but you know, I mean but it it's it's really it's really welcoming to see universities really start to latch on um to to people playing these games and understand that that is you know it's not just a hobby or a pastime. there is there's a, a a level of of fundamental growth that that happens as a result of of playing all of these games and you know what i what i also think is great is that the more exposure these people that wind up getting scholarships have the better off it'll be for the younger generation so now you know the parents parents will will look at purchasing games and, you know, and, and, you know, can also go and encourage kids to play certain games because, you know, just like parents go and encourage their kids to, to be, you know, to, to, you know, be better at basketball, be more proficient in football or, or you know, track or what, you know, whatever it may be. Um, so that with, you know, with the hopes of getting a college scholarship, maybe this is another avenue. Um, and I, th- I personally, I think that's wonderful. As as uh, you know, a parent of a college age child, um, and you know, parent of one who's already graduated from college on a on a basketball scholarship, um, you know, whatever whatever it takes to make me not have to pay for school, I'm down.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's that's the route that you know. It's also kind of interesting too because. You know, people have been talking about our esports, our video gamers, athletes in the in the same way that sports athletes are athletes, and it also kind of, you know, it gives another spin to the idea of being smart in a different way is also being cool, which I think a lot of folks are, don't have anymore. They, you know, the whole Absolutely. geek, the whole geek rebellion, uh, has kind of flipped a little bit where folks are like, hey, you do have. Your eye hand coordination is an actual skill. Your ability to comprehend, react, and do things in milliseconds may not necessarily be something where you get a jersey for it, or you get something where you, you know, you you get millions of dollars for it, but you totally have honed a skill into a fine point and you actually can execute when you need to. So I think, you know, people may have to think of uh athletes in a different way of being like mental athletes. I know people used to use that term and people used to kind of scoff at it, but you know, these folks, you can't do some of the stuff that they do if you just try. You have to actually mm-hmm. learn how to do these things over a long period of time. You know, I can catch a, a fly with chopsticks. That's only because of video games. <laughs> that's the Miyagi? No, that's because <laughs> of video games. Like I, I will, I will come home with all the tickets from Dave and Buster's because I play video games. My angle yeah. coordination is amazing in that respect. So it's great. Well, hmm. you,
1: you, you could only get the tickets from David Buster's if you played video games. So it's kind of a catch 22. Damn. That was, deep. that was, that was, <laughs> that was, that was
0: some end of the ocean, some, some crazy deepness right there.
1: <laughs> so, so Ian, as, as a person who is currently a student who is mm. currently playing games, um in 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 a in a profession at a school what do you think of um you know places like this and and actually you're i mean you're at least very you know tempting at one of the smartest universities one of the nerdiest universities um in the country if not <laughs> the world um with you know at mit what do you what do you think about uh kids getting scholarships for esports
3: well, I have like, I have a melange of thoughts right now. Um, <laughs> melange, thinking about, very nice. Yeah, I go to college. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I guess one of the things is like, I keep thinking about the the gigantic Dota 2 competition that right, is that right. like this coming week, I think, I or it yeah, going on yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, it's going on right now. Yeah, and that's one of those things that is clearly like, I don't think schools can pretend that esports play that there's no money in esports you know right, that like right, right. i don't know if this is sort of like a flagship idea of well look if we're one of the first schools to give a scholarship to someone for esports we are maybe seeing that there is the potential that someday there could be multi million dollar like esport players and that sure. it's going to be like a feather in that school's cap to say like yeah we were one of the first people to give scholarships and look look how it's blowing up um and that's interesting. It's sort of like a, a weird, like, capitalist way of thinking about scholarships <laughs> where it's like, oh, you're doing it. You might, you might be doing it now because you're seeing that this may yield dividends for you in the future. Um, but I don't think people can deny that esports are blowing up. I think everybody's just sort of curious how big is it going to get? Are people really going to make money at this or is it a bubble or what's happening with esports right now? Um, sure especially because a lot of the people working out the scholarships probably don't know that much about Dota, at least not to the degree that they might know something about basketball.
2: Right, right,
3: Um, right, right. But it's also sort of interesting because, like, a lot of people from poor community backgrounds, like, can still get a basketball scholarship just because putting up, like, a basketball hoop is pretty cheap. Right. Um, But the financial like down payment you have to have in order to get into esports is usually like a multi hundred dollar chunk of technology
2: right. um
3: and so this is one of those things that's that's very like well only people of a certain economic level are going to have access to this scholarship um i am sort of glad that it sounds like this one is a combination of yes you are into esports but also you have financial need because it sort of worries me that like well is this just going to ultimately be like a uh, a scholarship for middle class people who may not need it. So mm-hmm. I'm I'm glad that those two things are sort of dovetailing like that. That I was like, well, it's people who play esports but also have financial need for scholarship. Right, sure, sure. And I hope that sticks around. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah um, You know what else will stick around with us? What's that? Mm. Our our music breaks. Oh, <laughs> so, yeah. So we're uh, we're about to uh, delve into our music break um i hope you guys enjoy it it's our it's our first it's our first one back from independence day so here we go
4: Kick it, the rhyme it is wicked Those that don't know how to be pros get evicted A woman could bear you, break you, take you Now it's time to rhyme, can you relate to? A sister open up
5: to make you holler and scream oh, Yo, let me take it from here, queen Excuse me, but I think I'm about due To get into precisely what I am about to do I'm conversating to the folks who have no whatsoever clue So listen very carefully as I break it down for you Merrily, 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 merrily Hyper happy overjoyed. Please, will all the beats and rhymes my sisters have employed Slickers, you throwing down the to sound totally a yes Let me state the position Ladies first, yeah Yes,
2: yes, yeah, there's gonna be some changes right here.
5: Believe me when I say being a woman is great to see. I know that all the fellas out there will agree with me. Not for being one, but for being with one. Cause when it's time for loving, it's the woman that gets some sworn. Stepping, strutting, moving on, rhyming, cotton. And not forgetting. We are the ones to give birth to the new generation of prophets cause it's late. Boom. I break into a lyrical
4: freestyle. Grab the mic, look crowd and see smiles cause they see a woman standing up on her own 2 sloppy slouching is something i won't do some think that we can't flow flow. stereotypes they got to go go. i'ma mess around and flip the scene into reverse with what with a little touch of late first You must be blind, if you don't believe, well here listen to this rhyme Ladies first, take no time to rehearse I'm divine and my mind expands throughout the universe A female rapper with a message to send The Queen Latifah is a perfect specimen My sister, can I get some? Sure, Moni, love, grab the mic and get dumb
5: Yo, praise me not for being simply what I am Born in L.O.N.D.O. and town American You dig exactly where I'm coming from You want righteous rhyme and I'ma give you some To enable you to age yourself stuff And get paid and the material that has no money I wish for you to bring me to, the, bring me to the rhythm Of which is now systematically given Desperately stressing, I'm the daughter of a sister Who's the mother of a brother, who's the brother of another Plus one more, all four, four Have a job to do, we do, and respect due To the mother, who's the root of it, and next up is me M-O-N-I-E-L-O-V-E and I'm first cause I'm a L-A-D-I-E. Contact and in fact the style gets harder. Cooling on the scene with my European
4: partner. Laying down track after track. Waiting for the climax. When I get there that's when I text. The next man or the next woman. It doesn't make a difference. Keep the competition coming. And I recite the chapter in verse. The title of this recital is Ladies First.
1: The next thing we're going to talk about is how uh, misogyny is... Re- running rampant um within within esports um or is it uh, <laughs> so so a couple of weeks ago there was there was a story out of Sweden where they where they said they wanted to break up they wanted to segregate sexually segregate their esports leagues Right. Um, so that you would have a male esports league and a female esports league, and everybody lost their shit. Um, mm-hmm. And you know, I, I, I'm not sure what side of the fence you you're, you could be on. Some would say, rightfully so, that you know, I mean, in 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 of all things, esports is a is a you know, um, playing playing video games is a great equalizer. It's a, it's, an, it's something that will allow. Everyone to play on even footing you don't you know, there's there's no physical advantage that a guy gets over a woman um, So people were were naturally at, at least in, in you know, knee-jerk reaction were were very put off by by the, uh, the comments that were made um, but just this week and an article written by Emily Guerra from from Polygon um, she talks about how in chess and tournament style chess, which is, you know, kind of piggybacks on, on the things we were just talking about. Um, in, in tournament style chess, they segregate between men and women. And that helps to stimulate women within, within tournament and within, I guess, competitive chess. Um, so, so I guess doing it within competitive gaming could also be a good idea uh uh car i guess what do you what do you think about that
0: well um there's a couple of things so the first initial uh i forgot what was that what tournament was that in sweden i forget uh we're the forgetful uh, right right i think it was the heartstone
1: the heartstone one right
0: so it the flimsy kind of bullshittery answer that they gave I think was the thing that was the icing on the cake of that particular discussion.
1: Sure. It was too hard to animate.
0: Yeah. It was another two women are too hard to animate kind of deal. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. So we're not going to let them slide on that respect. They, they kind of, they, they, they fumbled their way back into uh, putting everyone back into the tournament and you know, they, they screwed themselves on that, which they fully deserved all the backlash that they got. Um, the the polygon article I think was really interesting for a couple of reasons. So, um, if you've been paying attention to the way that things have been going in the STEM sides of things, that's um science uh, science tech. Uh oh, god, that's not it. Science technology. Uh, la, la, la 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 E. What is the E? I don't remember. Uh,
1: um, engineering. Engineering and mathematics. And mathematics. Thank you. God, I'm man. smart. Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag and science looks good.
0: Yeah, basically science looks good. Um, if you've been paying attention to STEM programs, STEM programs right now, when we had uh, a sex segregated uh, uh, a place for learning, we've seen women flourish in the spaces in which they've been able to be around other women, have uh, women instructors, have curriculum tailored towards um Uh, towards their needs right so we've seen that happen in numerous spaces in which those places have been so you've seen you know spelman college we go back to that you know women have been excelling there for a long period of time um and it's been like that for a while um which leads to some credence to this particular um kind of story at least in my mind of saying well hey if we give women a place in which they can flourish without without in, the, in this bubble without having to deal with the things that usually they would have to deal with, the misogyny, the sexism, the, the, the just random awfulness that men can bring to a table when it comes to anything sure. competitive as well, <laughs> then you know what? Maybe it might be something in which we can see some really awesome uh, tournaments that are just for women. I, I wouldn't be necessarily too upset by that. And it made me also think about uh, back in the early to mid 90s there was a huge influx of women based uh first person shooter teams. So we had like the PMS clan and then we had like the Frag Girls and we yeah, had right. all these all these uh communities for women where they could be with other like-minded individuals, not have to deal with some of those things. I mean, once they got online then all, you know, all hell broke loose, but when they went to tournaments, they would like kick people's asses and be good and be fine and everything would be all right. Um so it makes me think that I, you know, while we have Evo going on and while we have this uh, the the Invitational going on, the Dota Invitational, I would absolutely kind of love to see a nothing but woman tournament, nothing but women tournament, where they get their chance to shine and let them do what they need to do and like play and bust bust ass. And then if there's some way to infilt- to integrate men into some of these some of these tournaments and have it coed, uh. I would love to see that too because I don't think that women get any of the shine that they need to. Like I remember there being something, um, I guess it was at CEO, and it was a young young lady who came up uh, playing Injustice, and I was watching that, and she was busting people's asses, and it was great, and I loved it, and I was like, we need more of this. Like who 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 is the person that's going to sponsor her? You know, like why isn't there someone that's pulling her to the forefront? And I don't I don't know if she ever uh, got into the finals or if she got into top sixteen or anything like that, but it was really refreshing to see that part of the gamesmanship uh, be at the forefront of the tournaments and be celebrated in that way. It was it was actually really different and good to see. Um, Ian, do you have any thoughts on this?
3: Um, again, another melange. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um. I mean, f- on the one hand, it's like I-, I feel like this is sort of a situation where there are very clear benefits and v- potentially serious drawbacks. Right. And right. you sort of have to deal with the fact that it's like, well, this is probably step forwards in certain area and steps backwards in other areas. And you sort of have to, like, balance, like, well, in the end, are the steps forward, like, good enough to warrant that? Right. Um right. So, like, the idea of a women's league on the one hand is very legitimizing. Like if people say like girls don't play games, it's very easy just, especially for women like watching this to say like, fuck you. Like they have their own league. Obviously women right. play games. Right. Um,
2: Absolutely.
3: And the idea of like them having this specific space that is for them um, is more or less guaranteed to increase visibility of women in, in the game space. Um, so like, that's really cool. But um, I also remember this, like this talk that I saw a guy give one time, about like where the tenderloin came from in San Francisco.
2: Sure. Or like,
3: it started out like there was this, uh, transvestite. I was a transvestite. I'm trying to remember if they were transvestites or actually transgender folks. And I, we're going to do trans with the asterisk, like the inclusive trans. Right. Um, Right. Right. They, there was like this diner where all these trans folks hung out that regularly got raided. And then like, and this was several years before stonewall, they rebelled against it and like kicked all the cops out of the place. And it became this big thing. And the cops just finally said, okay, we're just staying out of that neighborhood. And so suddenly that became a neighborhood where, like, all these people who are regularly raided and mistreated by general society suddenly had a safe space to go to. Right. But at the same time, it was also, like, very literally becoming a ghetto where, like, uh, it's like, okay, so now you have this really strong sense of community. But the reason you have that community is because you're segregated from what is considered normal community. And then normal culture still gets to consider itself normal. Right. Um. So, like, if both leagues are given equal legitimacy, I think that can be really valid. And I think the idea that, um, I mean, I think we have to deal with the fact that right now eSports basically is the men's league anyway. Right. Um, Sure. So, so I think it could have a lot of benefits. But I do think the idea that, like, sooner or later we're going to have to deal with the fact, like, okay, we've built a lot of community. We've created a lot of visibility now is the fact that they're segregated from each other actually doing more harm than good. Now that we've right. gotten those gains firmly established. Right.
1: And it's exactly, okay. exactly. So, so, uh, you know, I, I mean, that was kind of my thing is, 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 you know, we do this to what end? Um, yeah. you know, obviously there's, there is a benefit in, in STEM research and, and, in and, and, uh, you know i guess running stem programs because um, they you know they they show some benefits but but ultimately the point is that we want to take you know uh, people of color uh, minorities and and you know minorities including including women and we want to put them in places where they feel safe and they're mentored by people that look like them so that when when they finally matriculate they can go out into the real world and, and feel and feel confident to compete at the same level as the majority, a.k.a. white men um, <laughs> where you know what what are we you know, what do you, what's the benefit of creating these, you know, all women leagues for for the women and for the gamers at large. Um, you know, are they are they going to sit around and be mentored by women and play against women, you know, in, in perpetuity or are we, you know, or is at some point as kind of as Ian kind of alluded to, you know, at some point are we going to to desegregate them and, and say, all right, we've got enough now and the competition level, you know, the levels are are equal so we can just have one league. Of you know, and are we going to do that per game, are we going to do that you know per tournament? Like you know, wh- what what do what do we do?
0: I mean, I think if you look at the the, the games themselves and say that each one is a specific discipline, and say okay, you want to you want to be in the injustice one, then absolutely, whatever fighting game tournament you want to go into. I think each one of them, you have to look at the the particular games and see what that does. But I also think the more important part is. Doing having these spaces where people can feel safe, but also continue continuing continuing, I'm sorry, to address the main problem, right? You yeah. have to you have to discuss and talk about the misogyny, the yeah, the sexism sure. in a way that's not hand holdy to the men that perpetuate it. Sure. Yeah. The,
3: and I, I think it does also beg the question, like, there are very conceivable gains that could come from having a women's league but is it possible to get those gains in other methods like is is it can they just be actively recruiting more women into the league that exists can they actively be regulating the league to make it more accepting to women and things like that um sure and maybe that wouldn't be quite as immediately effective but it's hard to say and if their first if the first conclusion they leap to is let's make two separate leagues then I do sort of wonder, like, did you try the other stuff first?
0: Right. <laughs> right. Touche. <laughs> I mean well, that's that's a part of it, right? It's like we, we we understand that from the outside looking in, saying that totally would just make sense, right? That's like the the underlying foundation of that discussion. Is like, are you doing everything you possibly can to make sure that those people feel okay while they're there? Mm. But every but at every turn it goes back to you know, internet culture and it's just like hey can you not be an asshole <laughs> right. can you actually right. look at people as people and see their worth at all times and not because it was weird so like there was a um, there was a television show that was on That no, was not a t- television show it was an internet tv show basically uh that was called cross I think it was cross counter so uh we had the whole crazy uh incident a while ago that had uh, some folks locked up in a house and uh, they all were in there and it was a fighting game tournament run by Capcom and then they had a whole bunch of sexist uh, uh, stuff that went on in, in within that space. So then uh, th- this TV show that, that popped up uh, was totally legit, looked really above board, uh, had some really top-name fighters on it um, and it was great because it kind of did what people have been trying to do for the fighting game community and give them a bigger platform that wasn't just an Evo or a CEO. So it was like a televised thing that you would watch every week. So they did it, and it was great, and it was perfect. The, the presentation was awesome. But then they brought out two women to basically spin a wheel in in a skirt. And it was the worst <laughs> thing you could have ever done because it just removed all the legit, legitimacy right. out of the particular event. So it, we, it feels weird because it feels like again who are the people who are going to most benefit are do they have a spot at the table when these uh, tournaments are actually being devised uh do do they have a say in the way that things are presented because that's another part of it right it's like we can make these tournaments that are just for women but if they're run by men then what's the purpose like like what mm-hmm. what's the, what's the thing you know what I mean like you're gonna have a female uh, uh, participant uh participated uh tournament but through a male prism and that's not yeah. going to be awesome either
1: Sure. yeah well, and I so mean, many really is... go ahead go ahead ian i'm
0: sorry oh
3: sorry uh okay i i always get to go ahead when we start at the same time um, very gracious of you um i mean i just also think about like how much fighting games are usually designed for male gaze in the first place oh yeah sure. um sure. that it's like like if there was a women's league who decides what games are in the women's league? Like, are, are a bunch of women going to want to come together and play like dead or alive where it's like, they, you know, the creators of jiggle physics, like, you (laughs) know, So, I don't know. And and then if you start raising the question of, like, well, if the women get to pick their games, would they necessarily play the same games? Would they want to play games that have better representations of women? Um, would Smash Brothers be a lot more popular than, like, Mortal Kombat because the women are a lot less sexualized in Smash Brothers? Um or, I don't know, would they want to play Skull go- Skullgirls or something, because there's a lot more female characters in that. Um, right. I mean, I can't, like, obviously I'm not going to sit around and, like, hypothesize, like, this is what women are like, and this is what games they want to play. <laughs>
2: right. But
3: I, I do <laughs> think it's worth acknowledging that like they may not necessarily different populations may not want to play the same games because they're going to be different things are going to twig based on the content of those games and who those games are designed for. Um, and then the idea of desegregating the league becomes a question of, like, well, okay, but now you've got people who've been like specializing in stuff that is more blatantly misogynistic and the women's league has maybe not been specializing in that stuff
1: sure Mm. sure yeah um well so i mean well so the a couple of things you know if you're if you're a a controller fighting game and and smash kind of kind of falls out of it because it's just it's it's somewhat different but not um, but like, if you you know, if you've played the mainstream fighting games, you you get an understanding of how fighting games work. You know how do juggles work? How to you know how do special moves work? And then and then you know from from there, the learning curve is just understanding and learning the moves and understanding what the delay is between um, you know your controller input to actually doing the move on on the game and i think that people that are good at fighting games um will obviously tend to skew towards being better than the normal person in any fighting game just because they understand their brains are kind of uh you know they're they're focused on how those types of games work and i think that if there are women that are out there and they're playing the games, um, they they'll be able to pick up even you know the Mortal Kombat's and, and the and you know and the Dead or Alive's and you know the games that that are a little bit uh, more misogynistic um, you know with with jiggly games. What's the what's the game by, from SNK um, with the the vampires? T- which one? <laughs> oh. Um, oh, crap. I can't think of it now. It's not King of Monsters, but there's a, there's another game. Darksiders. Um, Darksiders. There you go. Good yeah. job. Um, yeah, Felicia
0: yeah. as a character. Right. If women aren't just like, what the fuck? Right. <laughs> right.
1: Like, right. oh, my God. Like,
0: right. I see stuff like that now, and it's just like, this was let. People let this rock for this long. Yeah,
1: for 25 years. Oh, my God. You know? Yeah, yeah. it's craziness. Yeah, well, so I think i, I mean, I really I—I I enjoy this conversation. What I want to know is what you guys think in the community. Please tweet at us, send us emails. We want to know what you guys think of what uh, you know what we've been talking about, and and whether or not you're in favor of a segregated, segregated esports uh, league, you know, a league just for women. If you're not um you know what do you think what do we do how do we recruit more women into esports? what type of games do we play let's get you know let's keep the conversation going let's you know get it on twitter let's get it on facebook um you know we wa- we really want to know what you guys think
0: yeah and i would love to reach out to some of the women who are in these specialized leagues like the frag dolls and uh pms clan and stuff like that i'm sure that there are sure. other ones that are popped up because i think that their perspective on this you know, a lot, of the, a lot of the discussion when I first heard of these clans was like, we are tired of dudes being assholes to us, so we are over here now. Right. But I wonder how that has changed, or if it has at all in the time that we've uh, had had these things in uh, the game space. So, again, yeah, please uh, tweet at us, uh, and you can get at us at all the spaces that we'll talk to you about at the end of the show. Um, uh. So I think we're almost at the end of our show. We have, like, one more topic, right?
1: yeah yeah um you know i'll just i'll say quickly before we before we get onto that i would love to see an all-female clan that has a name that doesn't immediately denote that they're an all-female clan Hmm. you know i would i I would love to like i would love for us to get to that space
0: yeah I would. you know
1: where where you don't have to say oh yeah well you know immediately you know these are you know these are women, it, you know, that that would be great. I mean, I, the um, funny
0: thing is, I see it all the time when, it, well, not all. I don't see that all the time, but I see when I watch like the Call of Duty uh, uh, big championships and stuff like that, and sure. I'm just like, damn, this would be so much more awesome if there were a female represented team here. Like, it would just be awesome just to see it. Right, right, absolutely. Because because it just it just changes a lot of the 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 mood in such a bro ass. <laughs> right Space. Right, right, you, right you know what i mean so th- that, right. would, that would be i would that would actually be really uh interesting to see so right. i'm sorry continue
1: no no no. i mean it so it is uh since we are on to our last topic i figured it would be time to bring back Bricago's favorite game true fronts yeah we need to uh, need
0: an actual uh tone for that or like we right, need an actual yeah. intro for that
1: right butterfly in the sky oh. <laughs> <laughs> so so Ian, you this is your first time playing true fronts um this is a game where we we talk about a topic and we talk about certain things within that topic a couple of bullet points if you will and we we talk about the bullet point and we say whether we believe it's something that will happen true or if we believe it's something that will not happen, it's front. It's a they're fronting on on that particular topic. Mm. So there we go, true fronts. Okay. Um, today's today's topic uh, for true fronts is the games that are listed to re- uh, scheduled to be released in the month of October of 2014. Um, people, if you don't know. Every game you've ever heard of, <laughs> every single fucking game, will be released in October of 2014 this year. Uh, well, yes, of 2014. Duh. This guy is smart. I'm, you know, brains. <laughs> um, it's, it's, it's really, seriously, guys, it's cuckoo bananas. The, the number of games that, that, that are scheduled to be released this year. Um, we're we're going to go through the list. Okay. Um, and we're going to talk about a couple of, a couple of them. And, you know, we'll, you know, we'll make it really easy because, you know, there are some obvious ones. There are some annual October releases that we'll mention really quickly, but we know, you know, we know that those are coming out. Um, so NBA live. Which you know, not necessarily annual. Annual, um, depending on whether or not it's going to come out. But the, but both NBA games are scheduled to be released in in uh, on October seventh, which is the second Tuesday of the month, or actually the first the first Tuesday of the month because it's the seventh, and that's how things work. Um, and uh, so so those will definitely be out um, because they you know they have a hard date that they have to hit, and towards the end of the month. Battlefield Hardline is October 21st, and then Assassin's Creed is October 28th. We know those games are definitely coming out. WWE 2K15, which also comes out in October every year. Um, but now is, is uh, 2K15. It's being done by the 2K team as opposed to... I think this is the second year?
0: Yeah, this is the second for, year that they've had a second, chance second they, to play with
1: Second year for 2K? Yep. Yeah. Um, but... Uh, you know there are there are a shitload and it's not like you know so every 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 month has a bunch of titles um, in the month but this is a month full of AAA titles which is I mean it's just unheard of so within the first week of the month you've got Super Smash Brothers Skylanders Trap Team. Um, Which is the first Skylanders that will be available on the uh, current gen consoles, Xbox One and PS4 will be on the Wii U. It's going to be on everything. I Um, could have
0: swore that when you said Skylanders trap team, they were talking about Skylanders doing drug deals
1: right yeah <laughs> hey you know, maybe they maybe they've turned a corner you oh, know wow i was like
0: it, it maybe. i told i was looking at somewhere else in the house and i was like trapped te- what that what right, oh. right
1: skylanders goes <laughs> right. hood right <laughs> mommy i got that nestle quick <laughs> <laughs> um so then alien isolation dragon aids inquisition drive club uh lord of the rings middle earth uh project spark borderlands the prequel uh, or the the pre-sequel i will never get that name right i mean that name is (laughs) dumb um some game called raven's cry which is which is weird i looked it up uh the evil within evolved fantasia music evolved samurai warriors for Civ Civ beyond earth uh lords of the fallen and sunset overdrive Every single game that I listed on here is a triple A title. I mean, these are, these are, this isn't DLC. This isn't, you know, some game that somebody was just throwing in there. This isn't a middle of the road game. These are all games that, that people are expecting to sell in the millions. Um, and that, you know, I mean, that's, I, I, you know, I can't count. So I don't know how many games I just rattled off, but it looks like, you know, there's, 100 games there and they can't they can't all sell millions millions of titles you
0: really can't count
1: i really can't count um (laughs) but but you know so let's let's grab a few of them and and talk about whether or not we believe uh that they'll if they'll make the october that october date um and or whether we believe they're they're fronting um first the first one is
3: suck at this game (laughs) (laughs) if
0: if you if you win there is a year supply of turtle wax in your future for you
1: there you go no murray's murray's hair grease oh shit which is which we can definitely give you because all you need is one can that is a lifetime supply of of my hair hair does
3: this without grease Ah.
1: uh, well then exactly so you know listen if you've never used Murray's hair grease everybody's hair does it without Murray's hair grease because that shit is so thick that you can't actually get it to do anything anyway so (laughs) So it's it's,
0: it's the in the words of pro wrestling from the NES Ian the winner is you
1: right (laughs) the winner is you (laughs) (laughs) so so let's let's start at the beginning Um, October 7th Sees the release of Alien Isolation, Dragon Age Inquisition, Drive Club, the PS4 exclusive, um, M- Metal Earth, Shadow of Mordor, NBA Live, NBA 2K15, and Project Spark. Um, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so and before that, of course, you got Super Smash Brothers, which uh, Super Smash Brothers on the 3DS. Um, which I believe is coming out, you know, and that comes out on a Sunday. That's, you know, that'll be fine. Um, or a Friday. I'm not sure how dates work either. Um, and then, uh, Skylanders is, uh, Skylanders is Sunday. Smash Brothers is, is Friday. Those will both be out. I don't, I don't doubt those at all. Um, but, but so three of these games, though, I really wonder about. Um, So Alien Isolation, Dragon Age Inquisition, and and Lord of the Rings Middle-Earth. Let's start at the top. Alien Isolation, do you believe that game will be out on October 7th? Uh, Is it truth, or are they fronting?
0: Ka? Uh, That's going to be true, Uh, especially because they just announced their whole... A DLC that had the whole entire, if I'm not mistaken, cast of the first movie in their DLC
1: Yeah, doing yeah. the
0: voiceover work for that which I yeah. heard and almost flipped my shit. Yeah. Because it, I love that movie.
1: Yes, well, I mean, because, you know, you've got taste. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> none, um, of,
0: none of that none of that freaking aliens with the dude with the dude from uh, be, uh game over man. No, game that was a, no no that was amazing. He was great. Bill Pullman right. is great. Right. None, none of that <laughs> uh, <freaking laughs> beauty and the beast nonsense. Uh Oh oh oh, oh. Yeah, yeah yeah yeah. What's yeah. his face? I was like Alien 4 or some crap. Anyway. Yeah. yeah, yeah. My yeah. like Sigourney yeah. Weaver's like chilling in the, uh, like Moat of Alien ass. I'm like, no, this is <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> so they're gonna they're gonna make the date. They you can't announce right. stuff like that and then get pushed back because the last Aliens game that even was even spoken into existence was awful. So they awful. have they have to get this out uh, on time.
1: Yeah. Um. Well, Ian, I, you know, I don't know how much you know about Alien Isolation, but what do you think? Do you think they're gonna make that date?
3: Uh, I would go with Front. Okay. If I know very little about it, but in general, it seems like so many games are releasing on the same day that some are probably going to reshuffle their schedule just to not be competing. Right. And since the last Alien game was terrible, I would imagine they might want to shuffle it so they're not going up against games that people are more legitimately stoked about. Sure. From what I've heard about the new alien, apparently people are actually pretty stoked about it too, though. So, what do I know?
1: (laughs) Yeah. Well, so, so, uh, so we've got one true, one, one front. I, I'm going to go with true also for, for lots of the reasons that, that you said, Ka, and, and lots of the reasons that you said, Ian, that, (laughs) you know, that, that both, both they want to make sure that they hit their date because the last game that was branded with this title was so bad. Um, and also because the, rev- you know, the people that have been playing the game have all come back with overwhelmingly positive things to say about it. Um, I believe that they'll hit their date. However, going into the next game um, th- that in that you were, you were just saying that, that, you know, I don't know if people are, if it's, if they'll, uh, they'll want to go up against a lot of games is Dragon Age in uh, Inquisition, uh, by BioWare and EA. Um, I believe that's a front. I don't believe that game is going to come out October 7th. Um, now I'm going to throw a monkey wrench into this and say that I believe that there is a ch- chance that this game may be pushed up into September. Uh Oh, is is this a stubnostication? This, this is maybe a hashtag stubnostication here. Um, where I think this game may get pushed into no, into September or, or go forward into September or, um, push itself back into November. Um, and, and because November has only got four titles that are coming out. All of them are AAA titles. Um, but, they could they could stand up against those. Uh, Call of Duty, The Crew, Halo, and Far Cry. Call of Duty is by itself on November 4th, The Crew and Halo are November 11th, and Far Cry 4 is, is November 18th. So Dragon Age, which I think is a great game that people will want to play and want to buy, um, may either go up into September where there's not a lot of stuff, just really Destiny and sports titles, or fall back and maybe go up against Far Cry, um, which you know they, these two companies, EA and Two K, can go, or EA and Ubisoft can go head to head against each other, which I think would be pretty good. Um, so, so yeah, so I don't think that's going to make the date. I call All right. Uh Ian, what do you think?
2: Sure, we'll go with
1: Front. There we go. I like the way you did that. <laughs>
0: I believe that they are going to make their date. They kind of have to. It, EA is not the kind of company that will push stuff back like that. Not not games of this magnitude. So Dragon mm-hmm. Age is going to make its date.
1: Okay. All right. The, the last game on uh, October 7th is um, uh, Lord of the Rings. Battle of, uh, and it's not called Battle of Middle-Earth, it's just called Middle-Earth Shadow of Mordor, which is a oh, crap, I don't know enough about this game to really say what is, it's like a, it's, an, it's a first-person action semi-RPG or maybe it's third-person it's a game, Lord of the Rings they're a Middle-Earth there's mordor um that's also coming out october 7th Ka will it come out on october 7th or are yeah. they f-
0: no nah, they're, they're they're gonna make their date that's another one of those kind of tentpole games for at least ea uh if i'm not mistaken is going uh to- no
1: warner brothers warner brothers is publishing oh wb it. is doing this yeah, really yeah, oh that's yeah. right they have their
0: license now okay yeah yeah um. Yeah, I, I have no reason to think that they won't make this date. It's it's not going to be something that is um going to pull people from Dragon Age in that same way. Like I don't think that they're directly in competition with Dragon Age, so I'm not. I don't think they're worried about that. So it should make it state.
1: Okay, Ian, what do you think? That sounds good. We'll go with true. All right, there you go. It's first, it's first true. <laughs> I'm, I'm calling, I'm calling friends on this. I'm calling, they, they gotta be. First off, I have, I've, I still haven't seen footage of this game outside of a trailer. And I didn't even see anything about it at E3. And I may have missed it. I don't know. Um, but I just, I don't believe that this game is ready. I don't think it's ready. I think this will be a game that would be best suited. I think it will miss its state and hashtag subnostications. It'll be a January release. You're on crack. January release. It'll still make, it will still make, you know, this financial year, but it would be best served coming out either either December or January. Like, you know, kids kids with their money from, you know, their GameStop gift cards can go and buy Middle-earth
0: and their lemonade stands
1: exactly exactly the
0: reason, the reason why i believe that you're you're out of your mind is because mm-hmm. friend of the show daryl johnson and his stir, in his studio blur not his studio but right. <laughs> blur studios which, which he works are doing more of the trailers for that so i okay. i'm just going to say that that is my reason also
1: okay all right well, there, you there you go there you go he's got he's got uh he's got inside track knowledge and i'm going against that so you can't even can't even say gaming studios That we're using our, our, uh, you know, our wealth of knowledge from the gaming industry to kind of sway our, our voters or sway our listeners because we're, you know, both going against, against each other head to head. Look at that. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, so, so that's, that's the rest of it. Uh, we've got incidentally, On that day, we've got two exclusives for both the major consoles. Drive Club, the much delayed Drive Club will finally be out, um, in digital and physical formats on, uh, October 7th and for the PS4 and Project Spark, uh, the, the, basically the game maker for the Xbox One and for the PC will also be, uh, released. Um, it's going to be a digital download. Who knows if it's going to be free to play or if you're going to have to purchase it. Details are still kind of sketchy on that one. Yep. Um, so, so the next Tuesday is Borderlands, the pre-sequel for legacy consoles and PC, Raven's Cry, which is kind of like, uh, a Dark Souls clone, because Dark Souls, Dark Souls has done so well. Uh, Battlefield, uh, oh yeah, those are, so those are the only two games um, on, on that day. I think both of those games will come out um, on that date. Um, the only interesting thing is Raven's Cry will be a PS4, PS3, 360, and PC title. Um, No announcement so far on the Xbox one for that one, which is which is kind of weird.
0: I don't know. We'll see. I mean, Borderlands, the pre-sequel, which is a weird title in and of itself, because it kind of shouldn't exist. Sure. I I feel like they really need to. They could have. This is like one of those. You've gone to the well once too often. Right. Like, they had amazing DLC for Borderlands 2, and they didn't really need to make this game. So, it's gonna come out. It's gonna be stupid. It's a cash grab. Uh, that's screwed. That's, that's kinda messed up. It's gonna come out. Raven's Cry is gonna come out because nobody heard of it, and they're gonna be like, alright, I'm out.
1: Right, right.
0: <laughs>
1: right. Um, so then, so then the next week, the next big week, uh, October 21st, this is the third Tuesday in October, is Battlefield Hardline, The Evil Within, evolve fantasia music evolved which you know me people are going to be confused samurai warrior 4 uh and samurai samurai warriors 4 those are the those are the four games and then later that week i believe on that friday is civ civilization beyond earth um so let's ah. go right so let's <laughs> let's go with the evil within um, do we believe that that game will be out on October twenty first for the Xbox One and uh, PS four three hundred and sixty PS three and PC?
0: I mean, the way that th- the weird thing about Evil Within is that everyone who has seen it, at least in the gaming press, uh, have come away from it saying they didn't really care for it. Um, mm-hmm. it kind of sucks because it's, a uh, Shin Megami, uh, no, it's, um, no. Oh God. Anyway, I can't remember his name. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Shinji Mikami. Thank you. Shinji Mikami. See, I'm
3: I'm looking at its page right now because I've never heard of it. Yeah. Shinji Mikami, <laughs> yeah.
0: Shinji, Shinji Mikami is, like, the godfather of, like, all of the horror games that you've remembered and grew up with to a certain extent. Um... And uh, thank you for for backing me up on that one, Ian. Oh, you um, welcome. Um, but that's the thing; like people haven't really liked it, and I wonder, I wonder if that may push it back a little bit. But it also feels like they have put so much into the marketing on that so far that it just might come out. So I'm gonna say true.
1: Uh, Ian, what do you think?
3: Let's go with front.
1: There we go. There we go. I like I like the way you think. I'm going with front. Also, um, it's not ready. It, it's not ready. Um, they can they can hold on to that marketing money. They can hold. You know, maybe get an extra. I don't. Who knows how much marketing costs nowadays? And get some extra money. That will be hashtag subnostications a February. 2015 release are you just pulling dates out of your ass Uh, i mean i could be (laughs) or maybe maybe i found the flux capacitor oh shit and and you know oh this is the
0: plot of back to future 2
1: exactly exactly
0: (laughs) (laughs) oh everybody everybody get your racehorse tickets out
1: right (laughs) your kids your kids marty they're playing the evil within in february
3: (laughs) so really i need to just go with everything you say
1: Right. Yes. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Yes. We'll split the winnings. Sure. <laughs> um, so the next game is Evolve. Um, Evolve, uh, which is a you know current gen exclusive NPC, current gen NPC exclusive, of uh, the four v one multiplayer game from the makers of Left 4 Dead. That will also be is also scheduled to be released on uh, October twenty first. Um, what do you guys think, Ian? What do you think? You think it's coming out October twenty first?
3: So wait, this is the team that made Left for Dead. Have they left Valve?
1: They have not left Valve. Um, I, I I don't know who's publishing who's publishing the game.
0: I think this is from Two K, if I'm not mistaken. Hmm.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, well, so was so was what you call it? What? So was Left 4 Dead. Left 4 Dead was published by 2K. Was it really? Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah, wow. it wasn't.
1: Valve, Valve doesn't have a publishing deal with, uh, with consoles. So this, these,
0: these folks are from Turtle Rock Studios. Right. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. They might be an offshoot. They might have been some former Valve folks.
3: I will right. go with Front because no one who's ever worked at Valve is likely to ship a game on time.
1: <laughs> oh snap! Very nice. I am. I am nice.
3: basing every decision on the one sentence of information I know about the topic. So
1: <laughs> don't right, put hey. money on me. <laughs> well, well, you know, we'll we'll, uh, we'll rewind this and replay this episode in October or or in November, oh. and uh, we'll find out if you were right. Chances are you were, sir.
0: Of course, it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Evolve, Evolve is gonna make their date. They have to. Okay.
1: Um, go ahead.
0: Yeah, that th- it's totally gonna make its date.
1: Okay. Um so I am saying they're fronting. Um more more it will come out October twenty October fourteenth. They will they oh, they're will are gonna, gonna push it,
0: push it up a they, little they're bit. They're
1: gonna push it up a week because they're gonna look at the dates and they're gonna look at the games that are out there um and say well look there's no current gen game coming out that 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 week of october 14th let's 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 put it up let's move it up one week
0: i mean the week that the slot that they're in right now is like that is the best game out of the out of the grouping that's there
1: but it's not the game that will sell the most oh yes it will over Battlefield? Oh hell yeah! No one wants that game. Uh, I think it, I think no one wants no one wants Call of Duty, but it still sells. No.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mm. No, you but, know, no, but you so know what though? Hardline. Hardline is a is in a very different position because
1: because Battlefield Four sucks.
0: No. Well, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but because most of the people who even the people who loved it and mm-hmm. really liked it in the beta. Right. Still everyone to to a man that came out of it and said, This joint was really fun. I really liked it. But it is not worth sixty bucks.
1: Sixty bucks. Sure. Sure. Sure.
0: And that was sure. the thing. It it would be great if it was a, a downloadable title. Right. And it came out that day and it would do amazingly well if it was just right. a side side thing. Right. But the fact that they tried to pull that off and, and make that cash grab, I don't know how they do sure. it. Sure.
1: Sure, I, I. You know what? I, I. I. Of the games that'll be released that day, um, evolve is the game that I that I want to play. Mm-hmm. Um, but I still believe in my heart of hearts that people will see the battlefield name and they'll just get amnesia and they'll go out and buy battlefield because it's the new battlefield game, and and battlefield will sell better than evolved even though i think evolve will be reviewed better than than hardline and it's for that reason that i say that it'll get pushed up a week if people are smart they'll they'll move it up a week and 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 just uh although yeah so and this is this is the thing 2k is producing borderlands or they're publishing borderlands which is on the legacy consoles, and then then they'll have evolved, which is on the current-gen consoles. So they will have all of their bases covered. They'll have be releasing two games on the same day, and they won't even they won't even cross pollinate.
0: Yeah, I get that. Yeah, I would, buy, I would buy
1: four copies of Samurai Warriors before I buy any Battlefield Hardline. <laughs> <laughs> um, Samurai Warriors, you know those games. There, there is a samurai. Is it Kawhi? Is it? Are they doing it? Or I think so. Okay, and it's only it's a PlayStation exclusive, or at least timed exclusive.
0: No one wants that game. It shouldn't be exclusive to anything.
1: Uh, people buy people buy those games. I used to work at at GameStop. That people buy those games. They love those games. People um, who have
0: no hands buy those games.
1: <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> all all of our handless listeners will will not tweet send, you. send
0: all hate mail to blah blah blah. <laughs> right.
1: Um and uh yeah, and then uh the game the game that I will be playing that week though will be Civ Beyond Earth. Um that will be out October twenty fourth.
0: Really? You like Civ? I didn't know. Oh that. man, I
1: love Civ bro. Oh, that's awesome oh oh yeah and then uh, beyond earth man you know i know i know um uh our our friend reefing your teeth talked about how we we don't talk about pc games and we don't talk about them enough um and i don't play a lot of pc games but the one pc game that i do play is civ boy oh boy um yeah lots of time lots of time goes into civ Nice. um so yeah so I'll, I'll i'll be excited for that ian are you gonna be playing that one too
3: uh i think i played SimCity 2000 back in the day
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: not played a civ game ever i i
1: hear they're uh, good they they are they are they're they games like that is, is
3: beyond is beyond earth like is that doing sort of an alpha centauri thing where it is
1: it is exactly that it is exactly <laughs> that so okay yeah,
3: curious how it's different from Alpha Centauri,
1: then. I don't. I don't think it is um, <laughs> outside of it being better. Like you know, in terms of it, it updating the things that that um, AC AC has done over the years, but they couldn't. They couldn't get rights to the to the name. Ah. So they. You know. So that's that's why. Thus the name Beyond Earth. Civ Beyond Earth. Um, so that's that's the week of October 21st. The last week is pretty less controversial. Um, we've got AC Unity, whatever the other Assassin's Creed, the uh, the legacy console Assassin's Creed will be. Those will both be released on on October 28th. Um, Sunset Overdrive, the Xbox One exclusive. Uh, WWE 2K15. Um, and then Lords of the Fallen, which is a current-gen exclusive on the Xbox One, or a current-gen console exclusive, and also be on the PC. Um, I don't know who the publisher is for that.
0: It looks like um, City Interactive, who I've never heard of, or the, or the studio Deck 13. So it looks like a new... Uh, hmm. again. oh wait a minute. This is well, Oh wait a minute. This is that game. Okay, so so <laughs> Lords of the Fallen is going to be the sexier, prettier Dark Souls. Um, that that I heard about some time ago and forgot that this was the name of it. It's mostly uh, uh, lots of super big, pretty dark dungeons. Uh, but the combat is way more fluid. Uh, and it's going to be pretty awesome looking. I hope that one. I don't know if it's going to make its date though. Okay. Well, there that you go. One, that, that one was... I don't know if it's going to make its date. So that one is fronting because <laughs> they're so new, and their and their game looks really ambitious. I'm actually kind of sad that I don't have an Xbox One because this game looks ridiculous from the things that I've seen of it so far. Oh, it'll be on a PS4. Oh uh, yeah, next year sometime.
1: Well, I mean that's the same time it'll come out on the Xbox One though.
0: Oh oh wait, what? Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's
1: not it's not uh it's not a console exclusive, it's it's current gen current gen console exclusive. Oh, oh so it won't oh, be oh. it won't be on the legacy on the legacy boxes. Oh okay So okay, yeah, okay. so I mistakenly said I mistakenly said Raven's Cry was the Dark Souls clone. Raven's Cry is the Assassin's Creed clone <laughs> featuring pirates. Wow. So, so please forgive oh, me. Damn. All the things to be a clone of. You, right. you Oh man. Right. So the, like we're
3: now cloning games that already have five sequels.
1: Right, exactly. Uh without Eagle Vision. So <laughs> without the thing that makes it inexplicably cool. Um and and there you have it guys i mean that's the list of october games um and and i guess ian lords of the fallen for you i i, I kind of missed you Lords uh, of the fallen for you you know did, like yeah whatever
3: what did what did you say
1: i didn't say shit oh <laughs> i'll give
3: my answer when you give your answer oh, oh. oh.
1: all right ready One, two, three. Ten paces F- front frontin Front. I'm saying that, front. yeah, yeah. That's what I say too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I'm down. I'm down with you, Kai. Um, you know, there's there still isn't enough out there um, for them to really be able to promote this game and make that date. And they would be smart at this point. You know, it's kind of late in the game. Um, at this point, they'd be smarter to just kind of push it back. Um, you want to do some. Hashtag kajastications.
0: No, because I am like, whenever it comes out, it comes out.
1: All right, you suck. (laughs) Because you you know why?
0: Because if I do it, then I I will feel bad if it actually doesn't come out like that. Because I (laughs) I want that game. I want that game to meet its date because Mm -hmm. that game looks so freaking awesome. Nice, so awesome. Uh, But actually, you know what I want to do? I want to give a quick shout out uh, to the folks over at Sunset Overdrive. Okay. Uh, and specifically, one person in particular who works for Insomniac, Lisa Brown, uh, yeah. at Wordle on Twitter. Uh, she she did work she did some work on that on that game, but she is right now doing some work on their newest title called Slowdown Bowl, which I really want to um, hopefully get her or someone else on uh, from the studio on the show to talk about it because it's really really uh, kind of interesting and it's kind of fun. I, I I sent her a quick shout out and was like. You know the folks at Insom- Insomniac don't really get their due, right? Like everyone talks about uh, the Uncharted series and and all the stuff that Naughty Dog does, but like oh, in yeah. that stable that was in Sony for a bit, uh, making their first uh, gen titles for the PS3, Insomniac never really got its due. And I was like, you guys make some awesome games, so slow down, yes. Bull. Uh, at Wordle, shout her out to her how dope she is, um, and and give her a shout. Uh, so a quick shout out to her.
1: All right, and, and uh, come on the show. Word. We love Michelle, she's we love uh, Yeah, you guys I've seen some tweets. You guys have exchanged tweets, no? I'm trying. I'm trying to get her on. Yeah, it well, would be great if well, awesome. There you go. Word. There you go. Um so yeah, so we have come to the end of episode twenty one. This is our Vegas episode. And uh, you know, you guys have made it to the end of it. So congratulations. Nicely done. Yeah. Your supply of turtle wax to you all. Absolutely, absolutely, Ian. Uh, how did how did you enjoy your trip to Bracago?
3: Uh, it's
0: windy.
1: <laughs> yes. Thank, <laughs> <there
0: you go. laughs> I apologize for all the hot air
2: I've been right.
3: right. <laughs> uh,
0: ha, ha, ha. <laughs> um, no, I've had I've had a delightful
3: time, and thank you very much for inviting me. Um, yeah,
0: you, you were great. I'm, I'm so happy that we got the chance to talk to you. It was a, it was a long time coming. We had a lot of uh, back <laughs> in the background conversations trying to get each other on. Uh, and together, so uh, I'm really happy that we were able to have you on. And again, thank you for 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 making and and producing such an amazing uh, piece. Uh, I really really enjoyed it, and it looks like the internet liked it too. Uh, so yeah, that's that's great. I'm I'm happy to have you have had you on. Oh, thank you, thank you. I'm happy to be on. And, uh,
1: yeah, and you know, uh, the next time when you're when you're done with your uh, Monkey Island video opus. Please let us know so that we can promote the shit out of it. We can, we can help.
0: Oh. De- we can help
3: debut it. There you great. go. There you go. Ah, yes, yeah. the spawn exclusive. Right. Yeah,
1: right. <laughs> um. So. So, Ian, uh, if the people want to uh, converse with you and and find out. Uh, you know, what's going on with with iWire and, and everything else that you're doing? How how do they get in contact with you?
3: Um, you can follow me at, at innuendo studios, one word, um, on Twitter. And then I also have a Tumblr, innuendo studios.tumblr.com. Um, officially, I have a website, which is innuendo studios.com. I haven't really updated it in a while, and I should probably, you know, Learn web development and make it look nice and not like a <laughs> blog.
5: <laughs> but you um, can go there,
3: too, if you wanted to.
1: Nice, nice. What about what about your YouTube channel?
3: Oh, yeah, I guess that's also... That's Innuendo Studios. All right. Everything's Innuendo Studios.
1: Nice. There you go. All Innuendos all the time.
0: All the time. <laughs> so, see, uh, can you hit everybody with the uh, social media business?
1: All right. Well, uh, you want to... Find your boy Khalif Adams, our captain. He is at Kajakins on Twitter. Um, you can find myself, uh, Cicero Holmes, aka Stubby Stan, at Stubby Stan on Twitter, and you can find the show at Spawn on Me on on uh, on Twitter and at the Spawn Point blog or at Spawn Point blog um, for the show. Uh, follow us on, uh, or like us on Facebook, the Spawn Point Gaming Blog and the, uh, Spawn on Me podcast, uh, on Facebook and get the discussions going and, and, you know, do all that stuff. If you want to email us, you can email us at feedback at the Spawn dot com or, uh, at Cicero or at Khalif at the Spawn Point Blog dot com and then you know, make sure you get the show on iTunes and Stitcher and um, Swell, Podomatic, and soon to be, I think, soon to be SoundCloud.
0: Yeah, um, so, so yeah. We're, what we're going to do is uh, we're hoping to move all of our hosting over to SoundCloud because they have started this podcasting beta which is really awesome. So you get lots and lots of space for a less uh, a, a, a shorter <laughs> and least amount of money. That I can't, right. I can't put words together. More
1: words. bang for your buck.
0: More money in the stuff that did. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, so we're hoping to move that stuff over. Uh, hopefully once I move into my new place that has a more stable internet connection in which I can upload all of our previous episodes up to SoundCloud so you can peruse and listen to them and share them. Uh, so we're going to do that in the next couple of weeks. We also are still looking for contributors to the site. Yes. Uh, we just pulled Dan the Robot. Uh, we we drafted him. We got him away from uh, the Miami Heat as well. Yeah. Uh, so we pulled him, uh, and he'll be doing some content for the site. We're going to introduce him to all of you in the next week or so. I think you uh, just did. I mean, but you know, we have to like put him on the site and like uh. actually let people read his stuff and look at his content. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, that thing. Yeah, yeah. that stuff. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> So we're going to do that in the next couple of weeks. Uh, And also, we may, maybe, 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 if I can figure out how to make the interwebs work, have a secondary site up for just spawn on me. Um, The site, uh, the URL so far is spawn on dot me. But if you go to it now, you'll see nothing. It'll probably be like uh, some Internet cats and some uh, some adventures of Chris Bosch in the metaverse videos. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, but that Child, stuff is, please. yeah. So that stuff is <laughs> <laughs> So that stuff is coming soon. Uh, we have a couple other things again, and I'm, I'm really hoping, and I wrote this on Twitter and I really mean it. Um, it's been beautiful that we have been getting some feedback and we've been getting some, um, uh, reviews on iTunes and things like that. Please keep continue to make that happen because yes. you, uh, this doesn't work. Uh, right. but for, as far as contributors go, we are looking for a third chair, um and that is a part of the process that we're trying to uh, to go forth with um on the contributor side we would really love more more minorities and women to to apply uh you will not get paid anything because we are broke so i put right. that out there in the <laughs> beginning and we do all this because we 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 like it and it's fun and we're trying to spotlight right. people of color in the industry on the on the podcasting side but nice. do understand that it is not paid uh, and we apologize right. for that. But if we are able to have someone sponsor us like that hair cream thing that you talked about earlier, that would be yeah. amazing. Then we could have
1: sponsorships. But until- right, Murray's come at come at us.
0: Word Murray's. Please look <laughs> it up. So if we, <laughs> if we can get that, then that would be awesome. But please, we still want people to write for the site and to uh, show up and hang out with uh, uh, with us on the show because uh, we really want that other perspective. And we want that to be something that is ingrained in what we are actually doing. I think all all. People participating from all walks of life uh, are absolutely needed in these spaces because if you look at this, the way that most podcasts are run, there are very few uh, that showcase women, even less that showcase people of color, and most yeah. of them are not run by any 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 minority groups. So yeah. we're trying we're trying to change that in our spaces. And also, thank you to everyone right before we go who has donated to our I'm raising page. Uh, we have a widget in uh, all the posts that that are going out. Uh, we're trying to raise a thousand dollars for equipment because uh, we're looking to buy a, a more stable uh, hosting. And we're also trying to find a way to make the recording parts a little bit easier when we have more than one uh, person on Skype. So uh, we're trying to make those changes as well. So if you can help out in that in that respect, then it's pure dopeness. So,
1: yeah, there until you go. Then, Right, uh, to spawn on me. The only place where the close is as long as the whole damn show.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Word again. <laughs> thank you,
0: Ian, for dropping by. Thank you so much. <laughs> thank you for visiting us in Portcago. Uh, yes. If you do, if if you have an idea of maybe we should change our name to Portcago, let us know. Send us th- Send us or, things. I don't yeah, know. and then we'll
1: tell you. No, it's not happening. Yeah, okay. But
0: yeah, and and on. until then, <laughs> this has been episode twenty one of the Squad me cast. We say peace,
2: peace.